when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What's good, Internet? Welcome to Waypoint Radio, episode negative one. E3, negative negative one. one. It is June 10th, 2018, and again, we are one, we are... Two days before E3 starts proper, so we're at negative one, day negative one. The, the AKA way day two. That makes me tired. Yeah. <laughs> tired as you talk about it. Today is the day that, that Bethesda and Microsoft, Microsoft mm-hmm. and Devolver got on stage as well. Devolver hit play on a video. They got on stage. Of a fictional character. Well, <laughs> a lot of press conferences, although they take place live, are a yes. lot of hitting play on a yes. video. So let's not give them too much credit. Fair. Uh, I'm going to move my seat around. There we go. Now I'm better. Um, we should start at the beginning of the day and, and just start digging in because there's a lot. We can't talk about our beginning of our day. Yeah. Oh, we can't. We did something. <laughs> yeah, we did, I mean, there's a lot of things. We're at, that's, that's the part of E3 we're at. You want to know what part of E3 we're at is we all had meetings today that we can't even talk about yet because it's not Tuesday or it's not Monday at 1.15 p.m. or right. whatever. The E3 right? embargoes have not. We're in the big it. shot we're, inside our zone. That's right. The, the <laughs> shit you don't even know about. I mean, the thing that actually happened today that like was this. funny was like... We were we walked into a place for an appointment to see, and we'll talk about this in the future. Mm-hmm. Shadows Eye Twice Sekiro, and they were like, "Well, you can't talk about this game yet because it isn't announced." Or like the embargo was like for three p.m. or something. It's like y'all, we just watched the announcement. There's a very good moment where uh, so the the Microsoft press conference started at one. Our appointment to go uh, see Sekiro, which we we can't say, talk we about. can say we saw it. Yes. We cannot talk about what we saw. Um, we can only talk about the trailer they showed. It's a weird <laughs> snake um, rabbit hole. But um, we like the PR person was like, "Oh, what are you here to see?" And there's like, a weird you know, snake. They're, they're showing a couple different things. Yeah, weird snake. That's okay. the game. The snake. Well, there's a snake in Sekiro. That's true. There was a weird snake. Um, and uh, they were like, "What are you here to see?" I was like, "Oh, we're here to see Sekiro." And the lady was like, "What?" Like, you know, <laughs> to them that you, game is not do announced. You know the name of that? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, it just. It was it like, just, oh, we were watching the press conference. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I guess actually we can start a little bit before because one of the things that I do just want to set the stage for was the degree to which the last 24 hours in this apartment from the point that we stopped recording yesterday's podcast till we got to Microsoft starting was just like a slow fever build. Actually, even before we did the podcast yesterday, mm-hmm. there's rumors and leaks and bubblings and and sources contacted us with little insights. As all that stuff started to happen, we started to really confirm – that Microsoft was going to have a very big, very packed, very games-focused show, very forward-looking show, a show that I think a lot of people would be excited about. But we didn't know a lot of the details, and so this place turned into a fucking conspiracy theory. It was like there's a Pruder film in here. Well, because what starts like, happening is like people 
like sources start going to dinners. You like yes. people like get together. They start like bullshitting. Like, oh, I've heard this. I've heard that. Well, it couldn't be this because I'm close to that person. They would tell the me the red if, crayons start to come it, out. And then, it, well, yeah, because then it's like, okay, I got a bit of information from this person. I'm going to shoot this over to that person. Mm-hmm. It's even filling some other blanks. And I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia yesterday looking at the list of every game's publisher <laughs> and studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we yeah we. It heard in advance, uh, at least I can say, that like there was acquisition talk yes. with Microsoft, and we were trying to figure out exactly where some of that stuff fell. Um, I would love to share some of our theories, like um, if, if, some of the stuff we were talking about, but it, we can't because if some of that stuff is still happening, right. then I'm not in a position to talk about it that. It was like some Nathan Drake versus Master Chief level like shit that yep. is oh, where we oh, were at. Yeah. Like, yep. we yep. It was think- the nerdiest, like this pot, this Waypoint has gone to some places. Yes. And then the places we were going yesterday were, we were, we were, Having we were writing fan fiction, yes, executive 100%. level fan fiction in real time in a I, I way that was very. We can fun. say that there was a point at which I dreamt up that a major game developer would literally come on stage and rip a T-shirt off to reveal a second T-shirt underneath. Yep. that would have surprised everybody. That yeah, didn't I, there was at some point where I pitched to Phil Spencer who was going to come out, reveal a PlayStation Four, and beat it with a sledgehammer. That's true. I did, that's <laughs> and there was a reason right. that all made sense. Uh-huh. And and so here's what I'll say broadly. In some ways, I think the Microsoft conference did that. But in lots of ways, and I'm, in ways that I'm really happy, it didn't need to. Right. The Microsoft conference was, here are a bunch of games that we think you'll like. 50 games. 50 games. 18 the, exclusives. You have you took notes. I took they very detailed, detailed notes. You know what? Let me slow down really quick. Austin Walker, I'm here. Joining me, note taker herself, Danielle <laughs> Hello, Riendo. Hello, I'm Danielle Riendo, and I took notes. The note taker. <laughs> also joining me from... Chicago. I, I run an ice cream shop the now. The ice cream oh. shop maker scoops himself. Scoops. I don't know why we didn't go there. Patty Clep. I we had, didn't know it was an ice cream shop. Clepic. Yeah. I heard, yeah, it was liquor in that ice cream. I, t- I would have liked some ice cream. It was hot out today. It's hot. Mm-hmm. We could go to the CVS. We got extremely good. No, but like, that sounds like good ice cream. It sounds like good mm-hmm. ice cream. And also, Rob, I don't have a nick. What's your nickname? What's your like, this wrestling voice thing I'm doing? This like, Robert. What's a conspiracy? I almost said Robert E. Lee, and I am sorry. Oh, boy. Guys, what's the first thing that comes after? I mean, look. Robert Zachney. He was a good commanding officer. That was about all he was. <laughs> Robert uh, E. Lee Zachney. See, this is, you don't like no, that. That's bad. Robert Rob Zachney. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> spicy. Nice. Rob Zachney's here with us also. Also, uh, Danica Herod on on. Keyboard. On the socials and You know, videos. actually, I'm not even sure he was a good commanding yeah, officer, you, if I'm being honest yeah. about that. Kind of sucked. On the ones and twos, Joel, free magic, Fowler. Um, all right, so yeah, big picture. Microsoft had a good show. We should walk through this stuff, but as yesterday, curious what any major takeaways about strategy or feelings or vibe came to y'all uh, via the show. I mean, I remember when we were talking about how the different stu- the different hardware manufacturers going to handle these different... <laughs> Danny was just showing her face in front of that phone. Uh-huh. Um, was uh, I thought that uh, Microsoft was going to be a little more forward-looking because mm-hmm. they needed to start doing some like narrative shifts. They needed to start getting people to think about Microsoft in a different way. Right. Acquisitions are a great way to do that because you look at what a studio has created in the past, you can immediately get a picture for like what kind of interesting things right. they might do in the future. So I mean, we'll you know we'll get into we'll get into specifics, yeah. but you know you think of a ninja theory and all of a sudden you go, oh, this could mean X Y Z for Microsoft. So I think that stuff was really smart. Um, uh, and also, and also, announcing games that are out this year, right? So, like Halo Infinite, which like, we'll talk about in a second. I, I think there might have been three next gen games announced today, right. um, um, in, to, to varying degrees. Um, and but like that Halo Infinite, what's nice about that teaser 
is like there's a forward looking that at least gives you a sense of like what that thing is. Yeah. And it's like it's a nice sort of exciting thing. Like, I think they set the stage for what could be a much more interesting Microsoft in like I'm curious to see what Microsoft is five years from now. Totally. A year ago when I was thinking we were just gonna get normal Halo six and you know Gears of War five and Gears Tactics, and we got some of those things. We did. But there were some fundamental shifts that happened today that makes me think the kind of decisions they're making, the kind of foundation they're laying for the future, I'm more interested in seeing what Microsoft is than I was in the past, Fair. like by a, a really significant degree. Danielle, how about you? I was excited to see a couple of things. I mean, I, I don't want to be too specific, obviously, because this is a very broad question. Yeah. Uh, but I liked that there was breath there right. as well as depth. I liked that there was Ori on the stage. Right. And that was really cute and it was really pretty. It was really awesome. I liked that there was a uh, a free don't nod game that yeah, looked that, kind I'm of interesting. And so that game is actually... So just, that game is uh, apparently like a prequel to Life is Strange 2. Okay. And there's going to be hints for Life is Strange 2 okay, even better. in that. Like, that's that's cool. what yeah. the press yeah. release was saying. So Even better. So that's awesome. As well as all the sort of like as the well big guns, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever. Exactly. Right. Like I right. liked that it actually made a lot of time for that sort of stuff. So I like that. That was cool. Awesome. Rob? Uh, I mean, I liked it a lot overall. I think the thing that I really came away thinking a lot about was uh, Xbox Game Pass. And mm. like... If I didn't have a job where, like, review code is often pressed into my hands at, like, various times in the year. And, Most like, games you can yeah, get, right? Yeah, right. There's, there's a handful, rare that, I, there's right. a handful yeah. that I'm interested in that I'm, that I'm interested in that I'll have to buy. One of those was State of Decay 2. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, okay. not happy about them. Should have given you my Congra- code. Congratulations to everybody Microsoft acquired. <laughs> except, no. No. no congrats, congratulations to everybody. That's a good acquisition. Anyway, but, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, but... If I didn't like do this job professionally, like Xbox Game Pass is something I would a hundred percent be doing yeah. at this point. There was a moment when we were at the Xbox hands-on showcase where they had a bunch of games to play, where I looked up and they just had the thing that was like one hundred games on Xbox Game Pass, and there was just like the list of them were scrolling by. They just added Fallout Four or Fallout Three, Four, 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 Spelunky is on that list. Fallout Three might already be there. I don't There's know. a bunch of games on the list. I was like, I looked up, I was like. There are some good fucking video games. It needs to spend a long ass time. Ten dollars, like that's a pretty good. That's value a pretty good. That's a very yeah. good value proposition, and especially when now we we can think about the Xbox One X, especially as being a particularly strong console that can play all that stuff as well, if not better than anything else on the market outside of like a very high end PC. But some of those Xbox Game Pass games would just be fine on an Xbox. You know what I mean? Like right. they'll yep. all be good enough, especially yeah, backwards compatibility. Even Fallout stuff. Four, which played like shit on the Xbox <laughs> One. Probably okay. on. I haven't played it, so I can't vouch. Um, I guess for me, the big one is like, you know, we talked last week, we talked on Friday about how the show is a big... two days ago. I know. How the show is a big, you know, it's a big uh, industry marketing event. Like, that's what it is, for better and worse, and I often get bummed out by that. I also, it's a dog and pony show, it can be exhausting, but I am interested in, there's a part of me that's partially academic and partially just kind of like... I like a good story. That's a thing I like. And I like seeing people play the great game. I like seeing people figure out how to pitch themselves, how to sell to an audience. I, I grew up working retail. I mean, my dad's a salesman. I've always loved figuring out how do you have a thing that you think is worth something and you convince someone else that it's worth it too and they should buy in. Whether that means giving you money or that just means investing. And so over the last day, it has been really interesting. And then this morning as we're walking around the area and seeing people dressed in like 
Microsoft whatever like uh, community day fan fan day shirts or whatever with the scarves, seeing how they were playing the game that they'd been losing for years. Um, and I don't mean that in a you lost E3, brr, you suck sense. I mean that in the sense that like those posts go get get written because you didn't appeal to this audience in the right way. And I'm not saying that you should always appeal to the audience the right way. Right. Right. You should draw lines. You should stand for something. You should say no to a bunch of gamer bullshit. But it is also fascinating to me to see them figure it out and also to see them figure it out in a way that Sony's been moving away from. Right. We know that Sony isn't inviting fans to like a big, at least a huge amount of fans to their event tomorrow. Microsoft filled that place. And there's a world in which they fill that place and then like they don't deliver and it's just embarrassing or it's not mic'd right the way the EA event was. Mm. Right. And it's embarrassing. And instead they filled it and then they, they had the room read and they delivered. And you know that was like legit enthusiasm because uh, there was a laugh line early in that Microsoft presentation that just died in the most delicious <laughs> way. Uh, it was when Todd Howard came out and he's Todd. just like, you know, hey, uh, you know, Phil told me we're having a few friends over. Why don't you drop by? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Just, just Nothing. like a long beat of just like stony yeah. silence. Usually so, as some employees are like, yeah, 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 Todd. Nice work. Nailed it. Just none of those people, even the people like wearing, like just covered in Xbox like shirts. Right. And, like, well, it's like nobody. last year we were making fun of those people because yeah. they had the – you know, I witnessed the most powerful console of all time. That was sure, bad. Which was bad. And yet somehow it turned out all right this time. You know, um, there's an interesting arc to EA, to Microsoft, to Bethesda, to, Bethesda, yeah. to Devolver. Like, yeah. just, like yeah. purely in terms of like how you manage communities, expectations, like how you do a, for, like a, a presentation, how you manage the fact that you are a, you know, capitalist, uh, you know, uh, corporate structure, like, trying to come across as authentic yeah. and how you sell authenticity yeah. and, like, how you, uh, even in selling authenticity, how you do that in an authentic way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, mm. there are just so varying, like, Devolver does it by basically saying, like, fuck you, you slobs, like, here's your fucking video piece games. of shit video yeah. game assholes, like, yeah. and that's that's a way, I don't think it was... Particularly worked, effective, but, but it's it's a strategy, right. and there's a version of that that right. works really well. Totally. It's probably five minutes and not twenty minutes. Yes, um, was actually probably the, the mistake they made. Um, but I think in you know Bethesda has sort of like raw enthusiasm that is like you know the you know we'll get to the last like ten minutes yeah. of like their whole they really the last like thirty minutes of their thing so, uh, from Fallout seventy six on was like a master class and sort of like how you deal mm-hmm. with fans expectations and like it was just really fascinating to think of all of those as an arc. Of different studios failing and succeeding in different ways uh, in dealing with exactly what we're talking about. Totally. All right, let's dig in. We're gonna do the the Microsoft thing. We'll take a break and we'll come back and do Bethesda and Devolver, and then we'll call it a night. Nice easy lift. You know, it's already whatever time it is. It's early. It's early. It's early. It's early. Thank early? you. That's what I need. That you want? Know give me a high five. That's it's that good energy. That's good that job. Energy. Good job, Much Robert. Than a high, me. Uh, I'm I almost, to give, uh, I tried to give a high five earlier today. And oh, it was bad. Oh, did it was you a, leave him to die? It was like die? you and Pat Gill. No, it was like it was Pat Klepek and Pat, Pat Gill. Pat. The Pats. It was a Pat Pat. And they tried to like handshake high five. It well, was, no, like there was some miscommunication on the you hands. You like just holding hands, like interlacing your. They kind of like, we kind of just ended up doing like a. Yeah. Oh like, boy, that's worse than holding hands. Just, he just shakes his head and he's like white people. It was bad. <laughs> 
That was bad. Not wrong. No, he was not wrong. (laughs) I was not wrong. I should have just walked away. Should have. That should have been it. Halo Infinite was announced at the top of the Microsoft show. They showed Master Chief's helmet, and they zoomed out, and it was green, and there was a Halo. Halo There was a Halo. Is that Battle Royale? No. 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 This is a. Well, they're not saying. All right. um, I've heard little tidbits about what that might be, but uh, uh, they're not really saying much about it except that it's a like the they put up a blog post that was like we have. Like heard your one, we've heard your concerns about like not playing as Master Chief. Like this game is going to be about Master Chief, um, but I don't know. I think you look at what they showed, and it's it was a big open space, yeah. which is different than Halo levels, which are not corridors, they're not tight, but like they're traditional stage. Like right. it's 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 possible to look at that and start your imagination starts wondering like what would they do with a giant open space and right. like you know which is something that is in the history of the art, uh, of the franchise to some degree you think about some of those early levels in Halo 1 what's that first the first level uh, once you get up the hill and like get the warthog yeah but that fir- what is that first level called in Halo what the 1 fuck it's called it's been too long since that. you look you're on up. the beach you're on the beach i know beach anyway so that first area yeah. like there is when you think about actually like the, the way that map goes, yes. it, it's it's it a is big, big ass map. You it go is. in places, you're coming out of places, you you're like defend going, that fortress. You yeah, exactly. There's that whole thing. It's like imagine making that like a thousand times bigger, right? Or like whatever. or whatever, right? And or and four times or four times. Well, <laughs> right. We'll get to Bethesda later when yeah. they said four times bigger. So yeah, so that's it, I. I'm glad it says infinite. I'm glad it doesn't say six, which is I. There was no. Those games were very competently made. Like right. four was uh, a new team following up on Bungie. Like that is a that is to cre- recreate Bungie's combat to make that feel good is like no small order. That right. is that is a huge thing to do, and they did that in four. And so I, my, I took away four. I was kind of like a wash for me. It's like all right, you've proved you can make it right. a, a Bungie. You or you proved you can make a Halo game that feels like a, a Halo game. And then I thought with five, I was like, all right, now here's your time. Put your stamp on it. Like, do something do different something 3, four, three. Yeah. And instead, 5, which is, like, doubled down on, like, an extremely convoluted plot that, as someone that doesn't basically doesn't read the books, like, made no sense to me. Forerunners. The Arbiter. Yeah, Cortana. The villain. Cortana. Yeah, I don't the know. Vi- like, in 4, they introduce a villain, at which point they don't name the villain. And I didn't he know has who- a cool <laughs> name. It's not the librarian. It's something like librarian's that. a good ass name. Yeah, for but a it's bad something guy. it's something like that, but like a fancier library. The guardian. No, it's like it's about knowledge. The bibliotechnician. It's like that. <laughs> that would close. be a good. The bibliotechnician sounds like some fucking bungee shit. Yeah. But anyway, it's like those games really they they were so they were competently made became uh, sort of like increasingly rote um, and, and just not particularly interesting. And so had they put out a Halo Six that was just we're gonna finish the story because. Yeah, we, that's what we're gonna do. And this one, does, Halo Infinite, they already said picks up after Halo Five Guardians. So, it so it's like 6. it is, it is, go, it is Halo Six. But it's but the just fact that they're, they're, they're trying to framework. communicate something by saying Infinite, which yes. is like, all right, cool. All right, let's not say on this thing that we can't really talk about or don't know much about anyway. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I was not interested in another Halo game. Yep. I am now interested, like, very interested in another Halo Again. game, which which says a lot. Um, and it's a big bet, right? I'm I interested think. in the pitch. I want to see how they how they sell that thing in a year. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully, yeah. maybe sooner. Who knows. That's uh, that's num- first of my maybe next gen right, games or sure. game that straddles like three or four right yeah on this list on yeah the yeah list? Starfield right. Elder Scrolls and Halo Infinite I think yeah. are, are all are Halo all. Infinite is the close like the closest to not being I don't know where that will end up falling but Starfield yeah. and that's Elder Scrolls straddle yeah they those, are on those edge, feel very yeah. much like those games are coming in you know twenty twenty and next up yeah Ori and the Will yes. of the Wisps. 
Talk Ori. to me about Ori. I played a little bit of it today. I think I can talk about it, but tell Ori, me what, what well, you Well, you should thought because of... I, I, I haven't played well, it. At so all. I haven't played the original. So okay. at all. Like at all at all. It's a tremendous game. Yeah. It's uh, so, so deeply overlooked, even though it was highly celebrated. It right. is one of. Beautiful uh, side scrolling yes. adventure. Like, well, it's, it's, it's a Metroid style game. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. is, it is, it is absolutely one of the best of those. It is a gorgeous game with unbelievably good music. And specifically, what's, uh, really tremendous about Ori, it's not just the fact that, like, you're unlocking, uh, different tools and you go back to areas that you've been to before. It's a sense of momentum. Yes. Like, Ori is a game where you can, if you're playing it right, you can just never touch the ground. They give you right. the, these great tools to just keep moving. And, and so I played through this 30 minute demo of the new game and they just, there's just more of that. Like yeah. they, in, 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 I stopped it, playing it because I was like, I want to play this at home. I do. Like, I really do. And you know, I'm not a platform oh person. Well, there's a burrowing. Yeah. There's a burrowing that, mechanic. That was <laughs> so. There's actually you can dig that. Oh. Don't worry. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. But yeah, but yes. that mechanic was the moment where I was like, oh. So there's a you can kind of create a, a drill and dig into sand and then like echo the dolphin pop out of it oh, with a boost, which gives you more of a jump than you can get traditionally. So you can get up to higher platforms, you get to places where you can grapple onto. So the grapple's new. That's not That's the original new. game. Okay. So there are like the two like some of the, the big like the big biggest mechanical change is like the introduction of this grapple where there are different points you can go onto and like the you can also grapple onto enemies, which like the demo doesn't explain, but the developer oh, was explaining to me. Oh. He said like basically all all their things are like trying to build on different ways for you to like not touch the ground. Right. Like they want momentum. Momentum is all is really what Ori is about. Like it's a very playful uh, physics uh, uh, momentum based game, yeah. and there's just a lot more stuff happening with that. Um, where like once I was kind of getting the flow of it, once I, you you know you I was diving under the sand, coming out of the sand, and hitting the. Uh, the grapple and then like you, you know double jumping but then also dashing and it's right. just like there's just it's it's so much fun to play it feels so good and somehow this game is like prettier than the last oh, one the last gorgeous. one was gorgeous and this one is I mean it's hard to articulate it's really something you have to just go watch or experience yourself but it's just it's so pretty and I'm I'm really glad that they're making Oh, Another one. Oh. Um, so it wasn't me. Yesterday. It wasn't me. Um, it's always right. going to be Patrick. I it was almost me a moment ago. I got to stop putting it in front of me because it did the exact same thing last time. <laughs> Danielle, somebody who my hands. has a cat named Ori. Yes. How important uh, is this? Extremely. <laughs> Ori's the best cat and the best bat. Is it ever really said what kind of animal Ori, Ori is? is? Uh, Ori's mm. kind of like a bat cat. Well, bats can fly, so it can't be a bat. Right, it just has those giant like it's it has like, like a, a wing like ear kind of thing. Right, it's, it's, an it's an ori. It's an ori. It's an ori. It's a beautiful ori. I'm really excited about it. The trailer showed uh, a very like fern gully sort of thing going on, uh, yeah. especially oh, like Tim Curry in Fern Gully, which I know is a very specific reference, but like the smog guy mm-hmm. monster thing gotcha. that was showing up. So I'm 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 interested. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Um, so then we we got the FromSoft game. We found out there it is why shadows die twice. Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Yes. <laughs> Basically. So, Wonderful. what's the t-shirt we saw? Tenchu. Uh, mm, not Wrath of God. It's, it's, it's 2003 Tenchu. 2000, so this morning, Patrick and I were walking. We got out of the, the lift, sort of walking to the convention center to do another thing. And Return from Darkness. And we saw mm. someone walking past us with a Tenchu Return from Darkness t-shirt. Which we weren't 100% sure if it was an older Tenchu that, game. That or was familiar. like, did some Activision employee accidentally put on his like... Tenchu shirt like yeah. for this week and he was not supposed to wear it <laughs> but no it wasn't a Tenchu so game, it's Sekiro it uh, Shadows Die Twice yes right and it is a FromSoft uh, action game 
uh, that again we cannot talk about our demo, unfortunately. <laughs> Speaking of the, so the, tra- the, the trailer, trailer shows a lot of that yeah, the stuff. trailer kind of like you know explains a lot of the pillars of the game, which is verticality, um, yes. which is the like sword hook. clashes, yeah, which is the grapple yeah. hook. Uh, that arm, that arm has some cool stuff. Yeah, like, like you, the prosthetic it's arm. Like it's like a tool. It's trailer. like some sort of like multi tool, or you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. the, the trailer grappling hook and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, the monster design looks very much yep. like from had software. Big snake. Uh, it's big snake. Uh, it's big and beautiful and like pretty in a way yes. that is very different than from software's aesthetic design for environments, which is usually like decaying. Like you're right. coming Somber. into places. Right. Well, you're coming into places that like are in ruins or right. ha- are dying or have died, and like. That is more. That you're still getting it in the enemy design, but you're these places feel alive. They feel alive. They feel, they feel like, lived in, right? Right. They feel like people are here right. living their lives. Whereas in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you feel like yeah, there might be people alive, but like nah, mm-hmm. they're not living. They're living their deaths, sort of. They're undead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll, again, we'll talk about it. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. But it looks really good. I'm excited. It looks really uh, good. And, you know, it's uh, it's what. Um, as much as I wanted a Bloodborne 2, what I actually, like, in my... I wanted Bloodborne 2, but in my heart of hearts, what I wanted was, like, a, a Souls-adjacent game. Like, I wanted them to take the... I want to be rewarded for having played a Souls game before so I can jump in and, like, okay, I know how this yep. goes, but then they're going to push me to play in a different way, and I'm excited to see how that stuff actually... To try to paraphrase from last night, you wanted FromSoft to think as hard about a new game as they did about <laughs> Bloodborne or as they did about Dark Souls, right? Yeah. Like, hey, let's go back to the drawing board again, find out some new shit, and we'll see. So, well, so if you played Dark Souls, uh, a lot of that applies to Bloodborne, but you have to play in a different way. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's fun that you can come and to something new. And just watching that trailer, you can kind of see that about Yes, Sekiro. you can start seeing in your mind kind of how some of that stuff totally. will ultimately One thing I play. noticed, not to, because I sure. obviously haven't seen it for real, I just saw that trailer. Totally. looked like a lot more humanoid things. Obviously, there was the snake. Yeah. There's a few creatures, but like, you know, coming from Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, those are the right. two I've played. Sure. It looked like uh, actual not a lot of humans. Lot yeah, of it looked like human people. Beings. Exactly. Yeah, 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 which was yeah. interesting. So. Yes, yeah, not just like corrupt undead people, but yeah. yeah. Or blood starved beasts and such. Right. right. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll see. We saw some monstery things in that. In yeah, that for trailer, sure. So, for sure. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Um, then Bethesda came out and said, Fallout 76. Todd Howard said, <laughs> I heard you had friends coming over. And then they showed another Country Road Take Me Home trailer <laughs> and continued to not pitch what that game is. So it just keeps getting better. <laughs> keeps getting better. Well, at that point, I was getting... I had been up until my mind was sort of turned around with the way they ended up presenting the game actually at their own conference. But I was continually irritated with the way they were talking about this game because I've seen Fallout uh, 76 pop up in like my politics feed and like places where Fallout hits like such an enormous radius of people that goes so far beyond just like... People that, like, I play one game a year or, like, the kind of people that are, like, I'm so fucking excited for a new Fallout. And the way this game was talked about where Todd Howard comes out and says, it's four times larger than Fallout 4. Well, motherfucker, you're not making Fallout 5. Don't give people the sense that you're making (laughs) Fallout 5 unless you're making Fallout 5. And so I was getting nervous less for me because I I wasn't as invested. Like, I'm a little bit over Fallout to some degree. But I was, like, worried for other people that, like, this, this, I know this game isn't what you think it is. And I'm I'm worried that they were overselling it. And like at that point, I was really irritated that Bethesda had gone at this point like what two weeks 
where they were just being so coy about what this thing actually was. Yep. Um, and so that was kind of a frustrating moment in that conference. I yeah, agreed. Agreed. And and it has been a frustrating moment for weeks now. So yeah. um, we got something very not frustrating, which was the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, the game yes. from the Life is Crazy, oh. which you were just talking about. Do you want to explain what that is for people who didn't see yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. So it's a don't nod game, and you know the trailer shows like a young boy. It's like this very sort of twee, mm-hmm. uh, you know, indie movie kind of vibe for sure. Yeah. I think you called it Wes Anderson, Austin. Yeah, yeah, looking yeah, at it. I, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna call it yeah. until the very end. And the very end of it, it switched into the kind of like uh, diorama aesthetic, yeah. and the other song came on. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah. what do you have another director pinned on? No, well, the vibe I got was actually uh, Del Toro, like Pan's Labyrinth style, like like sweet and not Too like sweet by fascism. Yeah, but, you got to have the fascism. Yeah, but there, but there Del was, Toro. Yeah, but uh, like I get it, you. at least there was a note in that that struck like. There's the kid is escaping from something. There's a darkness. There's yeah. a, yes. there is a darkness. The, the line of the problem sort of but, snarling but the about music like, didn't emphasize the darkness, and Del Toro would have. Yeah, that's that's true. But nevertheless, but I also that like part of Life is Rain's aesthetic is yes. like twee, pop, poppy, poppy twee music yeah. playing over yeah. like drama and death. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that looks really cool. Little kid who uh, I saw someone on Twitter. Describe it. They, I said Wes Anderson's Life is Strange 2. They said Wes Anderson's Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, like, that's good. That's good. Calvin and yeah. Hobbes. It was Lena, I think. Also, so. also okay. the kid sounded okay, which is not an easy thing. Like a, like sounded like a, a kid. Yes. Right. And yeah. not like grading. Like sometimes like child voice acting can like – it's easy to miss. Like right. it's, t- it's tough to find someone who can do a convincing kid. Mm-hmm. It's also tough to find a kid who can act convincingly. It's also, so whichever way, way they went, it seems to be working. <laughs> It's also interesting to see Don't Nod continuing to spread their wings. Vampire just came out. They're yeah, having a year. Yesterday. And then what's the... Uh, Twin Mirror. Twin Mirror, which I still haven't seen that trailer. I the trailer... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'll play it, but it was... Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I was right. not sold by the trailer. It's like a sci-fi? What is it? It's yeah. It's like a this this guy comes home to uh, his to the town he grew up in, and he wakes up and his uh, shirt is all bloody, and then he has like weird mind dreams. Like it was not the trailer didn't super convey what was going on, but it also didn't like I don't know. It didn't se- it didn't sell me on it. Like I'm still curious about it because I trust don't not at right. this point. Like even Vampire, which is like a, a flawed game, is like very ambitiously charming in a lot of ways like i just really want to play it i'm buying yeah. whatever they're selling right. like like whatever it is like I, i'm sort of in by default and um but i am more excited about like whatever they're up to with the new life is strange also yeah. danielle you and i need to hurry up and play that game because yes. the other theme of today that i'm realizing is like after the c3 we got a little break and then we need to get ready for the fall, like a long, it's a long release fall. season. Like, oh, it, boy. Like it's we'll get there in a moment. We will get there in a moment. Oh, yeah. actually, this, the thing I thought was this fall is actually not. So, yeah. in fact, these next two games, neither of which are fall, <laughs> both of which originally were, I think, fall. Uh, Terry Crews, Crackdown 3, he's yep. back. What is that? What is this? That oh, did absolutely nothing no. for me at all. No. Like, I'm, like I am pre- like I like Terry Crews. Like Terry Crews? I am predisposed to like that. I know the crackdown we has... We were talking like, about Terry Crews in White Girls just yesterday. <laughs> we <laughs> sure were. So, yes. Why, so what is it that did nothing for you? Like, what was lacking? Where, identify the gap. It reminds me of Agents of Mayhem. Like, oh, it does. Just, no, no, 100%. I thought that last year when I played both of them. Just, I was like, oh, actually, Agents of Mayhem feels a little bit better than Crackdown 3. Yeah, oh, I'm sweating. Oh, in terms of movement. That's spicy for a second. But what's that mean? Like, like blandness? Like, just a bland, force, forced uh, joviality. 
about something that is utterly lacking in like actual inspiration or character for itself. Like the entire, like, and I hope I'm wrong, but everything they've shown to this point is like, don't you just like, it's trying to recapture what people loved a bit about like Saints Row the third. Don't you just love like, or even Crackdown one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Crackdown one had a lot of like very authentic character that people like the voiceover guy was like a really charming way right. to present I that I will game. never forget I don't even remember the podcast I was listening to they were talking about it was like it was like the one up yours era but it was mm-hmm. not one up yours it was some other podcast and just spent 10 minutes of people on that podcast just doing that voice and it was just funny as shit just <laughs> magnitude and it's like yeah yeah okay <laughs> hilarious um, here's what I think about that trailer two things I think about that trailer one if that trailer was the first time we'd seen Crackdown 3 we're like, yo, Crackdown 3, oh, it's February, right. sick, cool. But we saw the trailer last year, except Terry Crews was actually in it. They didn't just get him in a This game was announced right. four, five years ago. Years scale ago. Bound, right? And, and so here's the second thing. We've seen this a version of them, uh, of this game, multiple times, and this version of the pitch didn't include any of the interesting elements from those other versions. Didn't include the buildings being the destroyable buildings that was promised forever ago in the initial pitch. It didn't include any of the stuff that I saw in at the Microsoft booth last year where they were talking about the systemic interaction between the different like crime groups that you were going after and how they like would react to player to the player hitting them by dropping in new stuff and like calling in extra like none of the system stuff at all is there. It's just goofy Terry Crews time. And like I'm good. And that game's coming out theoretically in February. February 22nd. Uh, and it was not at, you know, maybe it'll be at their booth. I, I don't know. Well, or it's I, just February. No, their booth, their, I think their booth is just that, that theater. And, like, fans come to that, right? Because the, the, at the actual E3 floor is just the mixer yes. stuff. So Crackdown is just not here. I'm, I thought I saw it on that floor. I really do. And then I thought, I really thought I, I saw it. I don't think so. And I forgot to go play it. Oh. I don't think I. So I you walked think around the whole area. I thought it was all the way up in the back. You, if you're here and going to that as a fan, you'll have to let us know if it's there. Because if I, it's not, did that's you like, see a crackdown today? That's re- it's it's yeah. Mm. But because there has to be a gameplay demo of that thing that explains why that's interesting. Because that trailer didn't do it. No, uh, a trailer that did look interesting. Unless someone else has more crackdown three thoughts. Uh, Metro Exodus uh, looked nice. Uh, you're seeing that this week. I saw it at Judges Week. Can't talk about it yet. Can't yeah. talk about it until Tuesday. Okay. I'll save my thoughts until right, you get so to play it. Thing that like a couple things that I really enjoyed. Yes. Uh, first, I just love the conceit of uh, Polis, which is sort of the last, like the, sort of the the beacon of human civilization within the metro system has sent a train into the wilderness. I love this idea of like you are just on a great like yep. train journey across the wasteland looking for. Signs of human life outside the metro. And you which find is, it. And that's the thing that I love about this trailer is it immediately reinforces something that was not in the uh, announcement trailer last year, which is there are people out here and they have fun. And they hate you. And they hate you. <laughs> yeah. Because there are the guys immediately like these these unbelievers or, or whatever, well, right? Yeah. I don't want to get – I know And the implication that, of that trailer, as I read it, is the, the narrator is not speaking for you and your crew journeying. Mm. It's someone encountering your people From coming the out of the metro. Yes. And this idea that like – at some point, even I think the person like bites something out about like these these infidels from Polis or something right. like that. And the end of the trailer, I think, is also that person basically just getting fucked up by our team, <laughs> yeah. which is like, yes, these people like don't like you and it's a hostile world. But also, is Polis going out and finding humans or is Polis going out and subjugating? Them? Right. Oops. We'll see. 
We'll see in February also. When is that game out? February, That's February 22nd. 22nd. That's the 22nd. So keep that date. Keep keeps that. going. Anthem. Yeah. Yep. Metro yeah. Exodus. Mm-hmm. Crackdown is February. Fe- February. There's a third me- February 22nd We'll game get there. Now. We'll get there. Yeah, you know what it is? No, do you what remember? Is? No, I don't remember. It's on this list somewhere. I'm just hoping we'll get there. <laughs> I'm going to Google February 22nd. I'm hoping Video we make games. it to February 22nd. We'll find out. Year. There's a lot of games. I'll be 35. Um, we'll talk more about Metro Exodus after you play it, and we can talk together about what yeah. our experience yeah. has been. Um, it's There's some other stuff in there that's like, I can't, I like, can I can I reasonably say that I could have seen it in the trailer and gotten what it was? No. So we'll talk about it later this week. Days is gone. Does it sound like a, what? Days gone. Days gone. We'll see that one tomorrow. Days gone. What happened to Dave? Dave Lang. Dave Lang Memorial Memorial Theater. Right. He has to be gone. (laughs) But did it at least sound like it might be on the right train track? You're on the right. Oh, boy. Because I'm embargoed and I respect my relationship with Steph Tinsley. Uh, and, and and all the PR agents in the world whose NDAs I signed. So there you go. Um, I just want to mention <laughs> Massive Attack, great song, Angel. Good song. Great use of a great song album. in a trailer. I'm Mezzanine. just gonna say, Agreed. great album. Agreed. Kingdom Hearts three, Frozen. Did do anything? I didn't even qualify as a trailer. You're, you're too late. That just seemed like a bunch of clips put together. <laughs> But but also with the most disastrous audio mix. Oh my god, the it was yeah. not there was good. no foley. It's unreal. It's audio and music, and there was no foley from yeah. people walking or attacking or doing anything in that whole portion where the whole MS conference actually the, the sound was a little was it? for no, like but, a large portion. And it was extra I'm saying it was like on top of very poor mixing for this particular trailer. Um, so there was a lot going on for sound. Yeah. That, it was like that mummy trailer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my pan, god. Pan, pan, pan. <laughs> Um, the that looked a lot like the version of Kingdom Hearts that I played at. It looks a lot like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like um, if, if you if you like Kingdom Hearts, yes. it's more and Kingdom Dark Hearts. Elsa. If you don't I, like Kingdom Hearts, God. there's nothing about this that suggests this game's about to change it. That feels a lot like a trailer for people who love that series already, mm-hmm. because it felt like there was the need to sneak in characters. You like, oh shit, that's. Hera, I think that's the name. Hercules right. was in there, right? But I mean, like the oh, char- sorry, the, the like, other character, like, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the Kingdom Hearts, the non-Disney, the spiky stuff. hair right. character, the Hardness, right? The organization, the organization. That's, a, that's I played two of those games. Did oh, you? Boy. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I shouldn't have. So you know who Roxas is, <laughs> and I'm gonna play the third one because I gotta finish the fight. Are you for real? Yeah, I didn't have no idea. These wow, games, these games suck. But wow. I played them both to like maybe I'm missing because I love Disney and so I right. thought like and right. I like Square generally and I like sure. action RPGs and I just the story in those games. <sighs> that was an extremely. Did you play the PSP one? Fuck no! I hear that's a good one. That, uh, no, I'm, I hear it's good. Twenty two and a third. That might be right. Days gone by, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Days gone. No, that's February twenty second. Days gone, February twenty second and a half. There's another that's one. Kingdom Hearts for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was I an extremely Disney World ass trailer in oh, a lot yeah. of ways. I also just it fucking kills me that like they're trying to have like deep character moments and like <laughs> like personal drama and people at personal crossroads and there's fucking Goofy <laughs> with his utterly slack expression in the background. Goofy is. Joel is making just, hand just speak, just us. speak up. Goofy died. Okay, okay, that's fine. Listen, sometimes you got to tap because Goofy. Forza Horizon. Uh, you know what? Real quick, I'm so excited for people who I know who are excited. I know Kingdom Hearts means a lot to people. Have, what? You're skipping stuff. What do you mean I'm skipping stuff? Kingdom well, I have a different. We're still talking about Kingdom Hearts. What's your list say? No, well, I mean after Kingdom Hearts, we talked about Sea of Thieves. 
Oh, that's we didn't because we left we the room. We were in, oh, and we had to go to play Sekiro or look at Sekiro. Yeah, look at someone play Sekiro. <laughs> look at someone play Sekiro. I, I can I touch it as a judge, but I don't get yeah. to talk about that. But yeah. So wait, tell what was the Sea of Thieves stuff? Uh, just like two new content expansions, uh, Forgotten uh, Shores, I think, which is like Ooh. all lava Ooh. and Ooh. like dangerous uh, boats can't hell of shit. Yeah, boats can't go in lava. Lava's and a many splendored thing. Cursed sails. Uh, so Forgotten sh- uh, Shores in July, and then Cursed sails. I think in September, which is yes. Cursed sails is skeleton pirate ships skeleton yes. crews yeah which is what we because now need that's so bad because that's why we're forced to prey on other players right but now if let me prey on skeletons yeah so i mean it looks like they're doing what they need to be doing which is they've got a game that is like punching way above its weight is charming as all get out is gorgeous and people including me really enjoy it in spite of an almost complete dearth of content yeah um and now they're putting content out there. So, so hurry hey, up. In July keep, and September, that that's like a really nice like, Is that what it is? July yeah. and September? I think so, yeah. Wow, that's a good pace. Because that's enough where like, oh, you know, you can dip back in for like two weeks. And it's like, cool. Like I'll, Any gap. I, any gap week where it's like, oh, you know what? There's nothing new out. There's nothing I'm really into right now. Let me slide back How's in. How's Isaiah doing? How's right? Yeah. How are how How's are school? Friends? How's your summer vacation? You know. How's your dog? Are you what grade are you in? Panther. Next year? You know. His dog's name was Panther. Oh, that's cute. I remember these yeah, days. So, that's I, good. so we met friends. With yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Panther. Oh, yeah, cute. Yeah, it's a good name. His family raises pit bulls. They're sweet. Yeah, right. they're good dogs. They're not bad. People dogs. don't know. People, People should go watch our most our most recent Sea of Thieves theme stream. We made friends. It was magical. It was so good. Rob, so is the next thing on your list Forza, or do you have something else in between? Uh, a longer cut of the Dice Nor- Battlefield Five Norway campaign. With so the I didn't see this at yeah, all. I didn't see yes. that so tell me about this. Uh, so yeah, so it looks like it's going to be set sort of in the la- like looks like maybe like the tail end of the conquest of Norway, okay. uh, where like the British have maybe completely fled by now, and the Nazis are starting to occupy it. And the entire the extended version of this trailer sounds like. Sort of your, uh, you know, stereotypical like uh, convivial Nazi officer with that, like, you know, trying to butter up the loco locals and connect to them. The locos, uh, the locos. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Look, if you read Blitzed, uh-huh. which is the story yeah. of the Nazi regime's reliance on stimulants, mm-hmm. you'll realize oh. that, that was a key uh, component of the Blitzkrieg success. And they went to Norway because that is, as we know, and as the legend spoke of, the land of the Four Loco. That's where Elsa is. Four Loco. Oh, of course. That's where Elsa is. That's where Elsa is. Did they show gameplay yet? She shot. Fuck no. Elsa shot a few with like, a magic lap. She killed something. Yeah. And then Sora Dark is like. Dark Elsa. Uh, I don't know my powers did that. Yeah. Because yeah, they don't. That's not canon. You said that. You were like, that's not canon. I watch a lot of Frozen. <laughs> so I, real quick, community member pointed out to me on Twitter, and this is very lovely, and I got permission to retweet it, that the specific language used between the two women was a connotation of romantic love. Hell yeah. Not just family love. So they, they weren't like, oh, I can say this 100%, but I can say normally the way this phrase is used That's great. is to convey more of a, like... So that wasn't... Yeah. There was no more gay in the trailer? That's what I'm saying, that, like... But there was no, oh, extra, no, but that was... We already knew that part, right? We saw that. Right, right, right. There's no more gay. I just wanted to relay that, that extra no, that's detail, good. the extra context that is. there. Fantastic. Yes. But, yeah, so it looks like a good, like, occupation story, like, resistance in the early days of, like, you've just been taken over, and 
the Nazis are trying to play nice, but like they're not. They're right. like, Nazis aren't nice. Every single Wait, thing they say has like a threat veiled in did it. Did that it trailer go the way that we thought it was going to go with like the one character getting shot and the other one jumping off the? Oh, it cuts off the same point. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. So we mm. still like we still don't know like you know is what that it, playable this week? I don't know. What, I, we, I'm we, going to. I think I'm oh, seeing some see stuff tomorrow. tomorrow okay. So I assume. Oh. I assume they've teased this so many times. <laughs> I presume that tomorrow I'll get some answers. I, you gotta hope at this point. You gotta so hope. What, so are these two into each other. What's up? That's that's, it, a, that's all. That's what I wanted. Not a joke. We're opening up questions to developers. You know, what do you? Any questions like, about multiplayer? I do. I do. So multiple people mm-hmm. can fall in love with one another. Right. And then they smooch. Do you have right. romanceable characters? We're <laughs> asking many EA developers. So Anthem doesn't week. have romance <laughs> options. Tell me why. Have I you think... added them to Battlefield right. 5? <laughs> I genuinely think that there is probably value in trying to get at the idea of like, yes, we know that when you look at the entire bucket of people who fought in World War II, many of them were white dudes. But what we want to highlight are stories that have not been told. And that means that telling the story of queer women is one of those things. Because, yes, queer women also fought in World War II. Sure and they have not been featured in hundreds and hundreds of games, right? So I think that's probably – and I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious if that's like an active – I mean, they are making the game. They didn't just stumble into this. <laughs> I'm curious what their, thought, what their thoughts are behind something like that. Yeah. Find out. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what else? What was next? Uh, Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon. What a pretty game. 60 frames per second. Excuse me? That's what he said. It runs no. at 60 frames per second. We didn't did he see say that it like party that? There. Yes, he did. He, he has did. a delightful Scottish accent. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I was just like, got very excited. I got very excited. It was a beautiful game set in Britain. Yep. He just said Britain, so I'm assuming it's like all kinds of British places. No, that means something specific. Uh... Well, Great Britain, it's usually, doesn't Great Britain, England usually mean something so specific, England, but Britain England, means no, the no, word? No, no, no. England is Southern Britain. Yes. Right. Britain is England... Wales yeah. and Scotland. Yes, we're using some letters. The United oh, Kingdom boy. and the United Kingdom is those Includes three. Northern Ireland and also Northern Ireland. Yes. I'm not going to claim any of that. This, is so I, you know, no letters to I me. Think I, I, right. I, I think I'm right. I don't know. So that means no Northern Ireland in this game, right? Because otherwise, he would have said the United Kingdom. Yes, you just said Britain. Forza Horizon is like the arcadey racing game from that team. Um, oh, it's so beautiful. It's and this so beautiful. It's a different team. Turn 10 makes Forza. The main series right. and then Horizon is from Playground Games, Playground which is games. one of the which acquisitions. They acquired them, which we'll talk about in a second. I played the demo for this at the, at the event today. Um, those games demo so well, and this one was especially the case because it was like one of those five-minute, ten-minute race demos where you jump from car to car, and in this case you jump from season to season. Oh, yeah. So you start in summer. And it does the thing that, you know, the Forza Horizon pitch has always been like, it's the Horizon Festival. Like, it's a festival about cars and music and culture. And it's just like, an, it's a huge party. And so it's like, you know, good music is playing. You're driving fast down roads you're in a fast car. And then you get you win the first race. You get to the end of that first race. And it cuts into winter. And suddenly you're just like in an ice truck. And like sliding all over the fucking road. You immediately feel how important the seasons are. Which I guess that's one of the big pitches for yeah. this. Is yeah. like... Is it just it's just naturally turning over over over? That was the thing that wasn't clear. Is like, is it going to be mid race? Is it like time passing naturally in the season, right. or like, I don't know. Right. Um, it's because the idea of it being so dynamic that like, oh shit, here comes winter. Like, 
it's preposterous from the idea of like we're simulating reality, but it's really cool from the like how that could immediately change, change race. race. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, oh because shit, the that'd handling be awesome. is so different in the snow. And then it went from snow, you know, you do the, the ice truck stuff that ends on literally a frozen lake where yep. you can see the cracks. And it, it's one of the most beautiful games I've seen in motion in a long time. And then it goes into spring and it's like, light rain showers in the sun like sun showers um and you're going through the mud and that was like a truck i was in a truck racing five different bikes five different bikes that had like rage 2 style like um brightly colored uh smoke coming out of them in from the back so it was just like almost like mad max fury road or something with a combination of like blue sky and bright color smoke um and then it goes back to summer for like the final stretch and I was like, yeah, I'm here for it. Like, I'm totally here for it. I'm going to try to find time to play this one. I didn't play Forza Horizon 3 more than, like, three or four hours of it. Um, But it especially felt like it contrasted so much for me with the Crew 2 demo I saw recently, which was so lifeless, had so little personality, had such a – was going for the same thing in terms of, like – the festival, crew, like, right? Yeah, festival yeah. vibes. I mean, you've seen some of this footage, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Festival vibes. You're an influencer in the crew too. That's <laughs> right. the story. Is like you're just trying to become the an influencer X Games. The crew you're I YouTube. knew was about getting vengeance for your brother right, you against climb, your mortal enemy Shiv, who was <laughs> taking over the V eight V twelve. No, it was the area code. The, the, oh, it was like the 509s or whatever. Yeah, what, what's the Detroit area code? Shit. Eighth mile. Okay, well, anyway. 313. 313. 313. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. Thank you, Joel. Yeah. Thank you, Joel. Joel, why? Joel, Joel why? Joel? Why do you just have a picture of yourself on your phone? <laughs> I looked down at Joel, and it was just Joel having taken a photo of himself looking down. Okay. <laughs> Great, good. Danica uh, needed it. Speaking of Danica, there was a uh, you know she was doing some outreach to the racing game community. Thanks uh, today. Good. Uh, if there's one thing Forza has always needed, it's the ability to make like-minded friends via in-game ten-character messages sent using your Xbox controller. Is that a thing they highlighted? Yes, it is indeed. That you could okay. like you'd be driving around and you'd run into people and you'd have convincing lifelike exchanges like, "Hey." Do you want to go hooning? Excuse me? Convoy? Oh, sorry. Drifting. What I'm ad- sorry. What adults do is up to them. Yeah. As long right. as consenting everyone's adults. consenting. And yep. this, this is the part that I did find. Where do babies like, come from? Because I'll tell my hooning. daughter. Hooning. Hooning. <laughs> hooning in convoys. <laughs> but that was like, this was the other thing they were pitching is like, now you can like convoy up with your friends. And like, they were showing like multiple cars, like sort of drifting around corners. And I'm like, right. The drifting feels good. Is that fun, though? Like, the drifting, yeah, drifting sure. feels good. But, like, is it more fun with, like, doing with that alongside all friends. my Xbox friends? Maybe. We should try it. I mean, yeah. We'll try it. We'll sure. See. We'll try it. Listen, I'd love to hoon with you one day. Yeah. I've always known this Find me on thing. Xbox XX Convoy known. Hooner XX. I've always known about this. Oh, wait, the whole time we've worked here. We're drift compatible. I've known. Microsoft bought some studios. They four. four studios and formed a new one. Some of them you might have thought they already owned. Oh, I think that's <laughs> like, fair. Like Playground Games. Who makes Forza Horizon. <laughs> yeah, <I get> <laughs> uh, Undead Labs. So, so one, Playground Games, who makes Forza Horizon. Undead Labs, who makes Rumor State of Decay. We're to be making a new Fable game. Right, that's, yeah. I, Which is probably why they bought them. Yep. <laughs> State of Decay devs, Undead Labs, who 
are supposed to be supporting that game with a lot of DLC and have always dreamt of making a kind of bigger multiplayer version of that game. And if you're going to make that, get bought. Get bought. Mm. Compulsion Games, who we know as the developers of We Happy Few. Mm. Yeah, that was the biggest sort of question mark. But that's a Gearbox published game. Right, but Compulsion... And so what are they working on is my right, question. Right, What's the project that they showed Microsoft and Microsoft was like, yeah, you're ours, we're going to buy you, here's some money. I mean, the continued sort of association that Microsoft has taken to We Happy Few, I've never quite understood from the beginning. It made sense that uh, they, when they were doing the early, their early access equivalent, and it's like We Happy Few made sense yes. as a game to bring in because it was like relatively far along, so it was like kind of polished, it wasn't going to scare people off. Um, by playing a game early, but I just their fascination with that game has just ne- I've just never quite got it. Right. They just clearly see something in that game or team or the things they want to work on, and so I'm not against the acquisition. I just didn't. Maybe Phil right. Spencer just really likes that. Maybe and that's totally sure. possible. And that's he's fine. into mod. Totally. You know, like totally. Uh, Ninja Theory is the last one, and mm-hmm. I just thought oh, that's a really exciting. It's a great one. I also. Just thought through, and this is just for the people huh. in this room, yep. how you could get from knowing that to some of the rumors we heard. Yeah. There is a line in which there are. a game of telephone uh-huh. and when some other shit gets confused. Yes. Yes. That's interesting. We can talk about that sometime in the future. Yes. Um, I think that's a great acquisition. I think that's a really smart... Two different types of games they could potentially get out of them if Ninja Theory continues to make the stuff they made in the past. It's like they're really good at character action. Yep. Um, and like with uh, with Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, like they're also like really experimental, yep. doing the kind of like weird, strange, emotional, thoughtful game. Like, you know, um, I know some people have some problems with, with Hellblade, but like it was clearly a very thoughtful game. Like whatever it got wrong, like they right. set out to make something about a serious subject in a way that, like, most developers wouldn't have tried to find a way to convey that. Right. And uh, I'd love to see them, like, have another go at it. So, like, going forward, you're going to see those, you know, can I get a new DMC through Microsoft right. if I'm not going to get that through Capcom? Then, like, hell yeah, like, yeah. sign me up. Uh, Ninja Theory also made uh, Enslaved, right? Yep. Which is Turned a to the fucking West. great yeah. game. Like, I really it's like It's all this. right. It's a fucking great I game. Journey to the West. They also formed the Initiative. Alex Garland. Okay, cool. The Initiative, which uh, is a new studio that is uh, the head of it is someone who used to be at Crystal Dynamics. Daryl Gallagher. Daryl Gar- yeah. Gallagher. Yeah. Who uh, helped to reboot Tomb Raider at yeah. Crystal Dynamics? Here's a small. Boy, Tomb Raider's going places. Anyway, we'll talk about oh, it boy. Yeah. shortly. We oh will. boy. Um, the because that was hands on at this event. We can mm-hmm. talk about that. I played that. At Judges Week, and there's a lot to talk about. I played about. that demo too. Right. Yeah. So, the thing about the initiative that's interesting to me is given Tomb Raider and the way it tells stories and the type of game that is. That's a triple A, big budget. That's the sort video of game. Video game ass. Video, video game ass video game. It's also comes closer out. to the stuff that Sony does. So, that game it's comes like, out. Are they building like, a oh, studio this... that's going to start making those kinds of Where is that studio at? Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like. That sa- on first blush, that sounds like some conspiracy ass shit. Where it's like, oh yeah, Santa Monica, just like Sony Santa Monica, just like Naughty Dog, blah blah blah. It means something real to put a studio in a place where there are other studios. The reason that Montreal has become a, an epicenter of game development in North America is because you can go work for Ubisoft and then stop working at Ubisoft and become an indie dev and find support through local community stuff through other indie devs. You can go work at, at other uh, Montreal based studios. 
you can conceive of putting a studio in Santa Monica as a way to start to slowly peel off some of the talent from the other studios. It's also a specific type of talent, right? Yes. So it's like if you yes. if if the studio is going to make sort of like like some of the Sony DNA, yes. like you're going to make like a big AAA single player story driven like, experience. The I don't love that much, but yeah. which Microsoft desperately needs in their portfolio. They, they need it. I like that stuff I know, a lot. Plenty of people do. Um, I'm not and saying don't make it. No, I'm yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, Microsoft, yeah. you better fucking make. But if you games. put it out, if you put it out in Santa Monica and like, hey, like Microsoft is giving us unlimited budget to make a brand new to whatever. build an engine, and you're an engine person, and you build, cool and you're going shit. to be. Like, given that Microsoft doesn't have something like this in portfolio, it is going to be like a crown jewel going right. forward. Like, uh, that's a really appealing offer. And you have like a whole city that is full of folks that have built shit like that for a decade yep. now. Yep, exactly. Uh, next thing on my list is The Division 2 mm. in Washington, D.C. That trailer, here's what I liked about that trailer that trailer showed level 30 combat. Um, it opens in this kind of like jungle environment that's revealed to be like an overgrown. That confused the shit out of it. Totally. Which was like intentional, but they didn't like yeah. play it well enough. I thought, I was, I was, I thought I was it was a lost planet. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, I don't know the Potomac region that well. <laughs> I mean, maybe. The jungle like, is here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the bayous of the Potomac. Right. That, um, sure. I mean, that's in Fallout 3, totally does just somehow become the bayou at some point. So, you know, yeah. I don't find. Yeah, radio, radioactive shit, you right. know, all right. Right. So, this yeah. is also post apocalyptic, like that. Yeah. Um, here's what I liked about that trailer was seeing high level combat. One of my favorite things about The Division, a game that I have major issues with, <laughs> a game in which you absolutely kill a black inmate, a woman who is leading other inmates as, as she's shouting Black Lives Matter, you mm. shoot her to death. Two, two, two or three blocks from where I used to work in Manhattan, by the way, which is very strange. Um, my thing I liked about that game was the endgame combat, which becomes very tactical. It's the closest a third-person shooter has ever felt to uh, XCOM, modern XCOM to me, um, in both a combination of use of abilities, but also flanking, really feeling like there was this sort of slow-paced but high cost exchanges. What was that uh, that mode they added where you were going into like the the snow stuff or yeah no it was like the, the survival stuff the survival stuff what yeah, was yeah, that? yeah yeah like but I mean so it's that's like a snow I forget that's called blackout or like snowstorm or like yeah blizzard. it was a really interesting I, we mode. streamed it me and yeah. Jack DeKeith streamed it for for Waypoint once we should go watch that stream it's fantastic that mode is great and it feels it has that feeling all the way through it because everything's so high level and so stressful. Um, that that combat that they showed was a lot of that, um, and and we'll talk more about that because you played that, I played that today. That embargo was in a day or two, so we'll also come mm. back around and talk about that. But DC, okay, you know, I'm not. I, there's nothing story wise there for, to get me excited. It's just I like how that combat felt in that first game. So. They had good uh, VO, good. Uh... You know, what was that? Talking yeah, was amongst like, uh, each other. You hey, know? Matt, go look over there. Matt, Matt sucked a little bit. It seems. No, wait. Matt he suck? was the POV character. That was the best part. Yeah. Is Matt fucking? Matt like, wasn't great. <laughs> oh my god! It was like Matt, Matt. They're over there, Matt. Matt, I need. Could you res Matt? Can you help me out? Just right behind you, Matt. Like everybody else was good and competent, but Matt. Matt's mm. new. Matt had to look. Everyone well, has a player Matt like that. Was that on his phone group. playing that well, Bethesda bl- and they were playing Blades. Yeah, there was great. another thing in that where, like, when they were sort of grouping up, they brought someone in, yes. and 
they're like, oh, we're going to have to level you up a little bit, aren't we? And she's like, yeah, sorry, I've been busy. Yeah. And like, which is like fun. Like fun. Which is like, real. They always have the best canned like, it's, playthroughs. It's both very good and very bad. It finds the perfect middle ground. I love it. But I did love the entire, like, look, we see all you folks who, like, wanted to play a little more of The Division, but, like, we all got lives. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say, like, am I bringing my character in or not, right? Are we rolling a new character from the jump? They, no, they love. Well, I mean, in that in video, that video, they were level thirty, but like they were. No, they weren't. Uh, they're fighting she, level thirty enemies. She hit thirty at the end of the video. Oh, right. The, that's how I read it. It was oh. like, oh shit, you're level thirty, and okay. Gets, so like, now like, let's save the world. Like, yeah, yeah, right, right. And they're like, let's charge the capital. Right. Is yeah. the, <laughs> the, my question is: Is at the end of the game or is it at the beginning of the game? Are we taking level thirty characters to level sixty? Or are we taking new level one characters to level thirty mm. again? Yeah, we'll find out. I don't know. We can. Talk, I, we'll talk about our experiences. Um. Next up for me, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Unless yep. there's something else small in between that didn't make this Kotaku breakdown that I'm just reading. What? Who could have? Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, they, they did show a lot. Like, have they shown that compulsion, uh, that uh, We Happy Few trailer before? Oh, I didn't see it. Was it was definitely yeah, see it, yeah. What was yeah. the trailer? Uh, it was much more of an articulating the various sides behind what's happening in oh, We interesting. Happy Few, which is very much like um, somebody is trying to convince the what sounds like sort of like the scottish morpheus of this world uh to basically like Ollie. stop mutinying yeah. against uh the joy and he's hmm. he's basically saying like everyone is dying in the streets like people are starving and they're painting fucking rainbows right you know in the crosswalks and it was kind of nifty because like it it does sort of set up this idea of like okay this guy is definitely like the one you know, lucid person in a world that's, you know, lost its reason. Right. But at the same time, that guy might also be a bit of a monster too. Like he's definitely going to holds barred uh, into this. It looked, it looked cool. Like I'm into playing that game. I don't, but I'm into the playing that story. Yes. I'm not sure <laughs> yes. that is the game that compulsion yeah. games are making. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, we, you know, we talked a little bit about the, we happy few stuff. Um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. uh, but there is some story stuff there that is fascinating that we did not talk about in explicit detail, not because it was embargoed, because I didn't think about it until just now, that has to do with, like, that's a post-World War II game, right? That's a game that's about Britain yeah. making a... It's austerity. And, not just austerity. Yeah. Making some sort of terrible deal with the devil. That's like, all right, the Germans are going to leave us alone if we give them this thing. And that thing is terrible. Mm. Is terrible. And then they can't live with themselves. Like, that is the pitch of that game from the demo that I got. Hmm. Where they're like, That's interesting. we are cutting off an arm to live through this. But, like, what if you loved your arm a lot more? <laughs> and, like, that is why the joy. That is why the... And so it is very much like a very post-trauma, post-war mm. game that... That stuff interested me. I don't know that it was always told particularly well. There's some flashbacks that didn't land for me. But... Thinking about that now and thinking about the kind of ideas there does make Compulsion, again, a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. Thinking about acquisition. Well, yeah. Like, think about uh, the way we were, we were framing our reaction rehab, if you was more like, it seems like they're start, they were working backwards, building right. the game that we were interested in after yes. starting with a framework that doesn't necessarily support that type of game. So what if <laughs> you reversed it and would have, you know, you know, what if, uh, you know, it sounds like 2K is making a Bioshock, but like, what if like Microsoft could take a team that is interested in those type of games and like, hey, go wild, like actually go make one of those games. Totally. That's yeah. exciting. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider is up next for me. Let's yes. can someone else talk about this because it's been a little while since I played that demo and saw. I'm curious how they how they pitched that to the Microsoft because I was still in that event at the time, so I didn't see it. Rob, do you want to do this one? I feel like you, you should do this one. You had feelings. I saw those feelings happen. No, for I you. mean like, look, maybe there's a perfectly good explanation for what looked like a brief poster shot or promo shot of like. Lara's face divided in two. One is Lara Croft, and the other half of her face is Lara Croft in Dia de los Muertos yeah. uh, face paint. And there is such an irony there, based on some of the like. Oh, oh, well, you know, there is a reason for that. It's just not the reason they're actually selling it on, which is. And Patrick, you just played this demo, so I really would love to hear you explain the demo that you just played, which I just double-checked and is out of embargo, so I can talk about it too, thankfully. We didn't get a weird situation where can I... Can you read... Uh, so I wasn't allowed... To, I wasn't supposed to take photos of the screen, but I yeah. took a photo of the screen. Um, <laughs> nice. So the demo opens with mm-hmm. this uh, statement from the team uh, that says, Shadow the Tomb Raider uh, was created by a diverse and talented team comprised of multiple genders, backgrounds, ethnicities, religious beliefs, and personalities. Although the game is not based on real-life events... It represents a work of fiction. It was developed in conjunction with a historian and cultural consultants. The variety and partnership were both instrumental in uh, crafting the world you're about to experience, no matter where you come from or who you are. Allow us to be the first to say, welcome to Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So that was like a really cool way to open right. that game. Um, the game. The demo skips over like your time in this like Mexican town. So does it, sure. it doesn't pick up while you're still there? It, so it opens where they're like, hey, we're chasing after this guy. Okay, so you can and then only, they put on the mask, right. and then you go into the crowd, and it seems like that would be a point in the game where like you're, you're going to be able to explore this area a you're little bit. You're going to talk to some characters there so a little bit. None of that happens in this okay. demo. They okay. just, it literally goes to like a hand-holded cutscene where like, she's jumping over cliffs, she okay. goes to the town, and like, then it picks up. Like, you're like, walking through the town, overhearing people. You're basically there to pursue this guy who's part of a big company, who is like an archaeological dig who's digging into this these these ancient ruins that are just outside of this Mexican city. Is that all Trinity. in this trailer? No. Okay, so that's the way this demo goes. Do you want to keep explaining the demo? Uh, yeah, and so it, it picks up, uh, you know, you're going after this guy, Trinity, which is like this, you know, conspiracy-like uh, company that is Laura's father was going after in the beginning, in the first two games. I really like those first two games. I They're think great, they got, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I really, really liked those games a lot. I think the story leaves something to be desired, <laughs> yeah. but right. I think like like uh, you know her as a character, like I think is like really well acted. Like I think she comes across very well. Animation um, is amazing. In yeah, and I just I yeah. really liked the gameplay in yeah. those games. Like it's these like there's crafting and some survival stuff, but it's all it's like I don't know. Like the way they balance everything. Like I re- I just really really like those those first two games. And um, this one is made not by Crystal Dynamics. You know, it was right. made by uh, WB Montreal. Montreal again. Mm-hmm. Crystal Montreal. Dynamics is making in, uh, the Avengers game. Right. This seems to be a, a little ways off. Um, and yeah, so like the the first demo was not particularly good. I yeah. thought like it's you a, do it's, a dungeon, you go into a, a, a tomb. Yeah, like it's like, a tomb. There's some puzzles. There's combat. Uh, you, do, there's some, you do all the combat stuff. I did the combat, which is and then the water. The water combat? No, you did the water. You did the water bit. Yeah, I went okay. underneath. The, yeah, I swam in the water. No, no, like the flood. Oh yeah, but that's at the end of the demo. Okay. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. so like, but the majority of the demo is like solving some puzzles, shooting some guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because I've played both those games before, and none of this demo was like, here's what's new in this game. Mm-hmm. It's more just like 
it was more for like if you play, haven't played you know before, here's what this these games are about, which is fine. But I already knew that. And yeah, then the end is so she picks up some relic. You right, know, it's like very much like oh, there's an ancient there's an ancient uh, uh, prophecy that that you know the end of days could come if something if this relic falls into the wrong the, hands. The, these, is what uh, she says. And uh, unlike the like the modern Tomb Raider games or you know the in the timeline. Uh, you know, not the, like this is set before like Tomb Raider one, two, and three, like the right. original games. Right? This yeah. is like how she becomes that. Those games, I don't think, had as many like supernatural elements. No, they do. In this, they in do. This, by oh, two, do they? by two, at the end of one, and then from two four. So I only played one. Okay. There's the dinosaur and shit like that. I, yeah, I don't consider no, that. No, 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 no. This, this. There's like magic. There's like okay, a right, in that series. hundred percent. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So then yes. there is that's precedent. So. um it's you know th- this series has a supernatural bent to it, right. and like that was very much played up in the the first, uh, especially the first uh, to Rise of the Tomb Raider. Right? Was, was that was the first one? No, it was just Tomb, was Raider, Tomb Raider, and Raider, and then it was Rise of the Rise Tomb, Raider. Tomb Raider. Rise of the Tomb Raider sounds like it should be. Lara Croft right. finally is going to become the Tomb Raider she's destined to be in this new release. Finish which game? Any of them. That's how they pitch all <laughs> these fucking yeah. games. Yep. Um, I think in this case, it's because they don't know how to pitch it, what it really is, which so, you're about to get right. to. So she, she pulls this relic out, and then she meets up with, you know, it's the It's like a knife. You, it's like you yeah. use a knife, and there's a box, but she only has the knife. And you go, and the, yeah, and then you, you hand it over to the guy, and he says, like, you fucked this up. And she's it's like, what? so good, because he actually goes like, all right, so where's the box? And she's like, what? He's like, you took the knife without taking the box? She's like, I didn't see a box. She's like, oh, okay. Like, I can't believe you thought you were qualified to deal with any of this. Takes it, walks away, and says, I guess I'll go save us. Yeah. And the flood starts. And she turns around, and yeah, like this, essentially, almost like a, you know, a tsunami is like coming right. through. Um, and Just devastates Levels town. this town. And like, the thing that the demo conveyed, I thought like pretty well, and you don't get a chance to like walk through all the sections. Like, it's yeah. doing the, again the jump along thing. I don't know how much you got to see, but like, for the one that I played, um, you know, you're watching, you know, her do all these actions. Like, right. you don't actually get to do these. But you are watching a town be devastated. You're watching, like, hundreds of civilians, like, lose their, oh, their it's, lives. It's a quick sequence, but it is there, bad. Uh, there's a, a specific sequence where uh, she is, like, uh, shimming across a building. There is a child hanging on. And, like, you just watch the child fall Into and, like, water. just die. Um, and then, yeah, like, the sequence ends with... Uh, I can't remember the guy, the character's name. Her like friend, her partner, partner, like one of her, one of her like dungeoneering partners. Bro. Yeah, the bro uh, yeah. And he's like, nice. so, so he's a person of color. Also, the the dude from Trinity is a person of color. So yeah. It's like two dudes of color being like, yo. And so he says, yeah, he's like, you know, she's she's like, I messed up. Like, I'm, I caused the apocalypse. And like his response is like, like not everything's about you, right? What he specifically you, is like, we got to go help these people. She's like, no, I have to go stop him. And he's like. Your fucking conspiracy weird bullshit can hold on for a second. Like these people are, are dying. drowning. We are on top of a building. We can help some of them. And you can hear like crying in the background. Right. Like you can hear moan. Like you can hear the water. Like you can hear this so, abject. Uh, uh, this is a game about white guilt and white. A hundred percent. And they right. don't know how to well, so, well, or you know, white, white guilt like uh, like uh, through the, the lens of like privilege this, rather than just. Well, white I just mean like, a yeah. specific archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Like Indiana Jones, like which right. is yeah. like which it belongs to the museum. Is, so let me talk about because there's more to this demo. There's more to this experience or how they pitch this game that fell on like that was so we go into this theater square enix theater this is at judges week a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago um and we sit down and they begin explaining first of all they say they're going to put the tomb back in tomb raider and they're going to express them in new terrifying ways and i was like all right like here we go but we're still going to raid them right still going to raid them right and so that's why i was like okay like we're going to get this like i'm 
I have always had some issues with the sort of Tomb Raiding Indiana Jones stuff because it's like, yo, these people, like, this is their cultural history. What are you doing? Like, you don't, it doesn't belong in a museum unless they own the museum. This isn't just a fun thing for you to have and put in your museum to show the expanse of your, of your fucking empire. Um, but they immediately pivot on this pitch and spend 20 minutes walking through this city called Paititi. So this is a, a hub, it's a hub city. It's a city. It's like, um, an undiscovered by white folks city in the jungles of Central America, um, uh, where a bunch of ancient civilizations have kind of come across time and left their mark. So you have Mayan influence, you have Aztec. It's like it is very much like a grab bag of South and Central American indigenous cultures, um, which they had their people, you know, talk to consultants about. They said, like, well, we knew that there was influence that went from north to south, so we also imagine a world in which there could be influence from south to north, in which there was exchange that way. Um, and then they started using language that I just didn't expect them to use, right? Which is they said, like, we really wanted to show meaningful engagement uh, with you interacting in a respectful way with a living culture. Mm. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's one way of, okay. They say, the people of Paititi help Lara way more than she could ever help, uh, hope to help them. They say, uh, there's a specific phrase, I have to find it, because it's just like, oh, this is not, God, where did I, okay, here we go. Um, someone, the, the, one of the writers in the project was saying, like, we know that there are real cultures that live in the jungle that are, that are indigenous cultures that we could have made this game about, but we didn't want to focus on real cultures. It was important that we didn't because we don't want to draw attention to contact-resistant cultures. They didn't know what a contact resistance culture was. They talked to somebody about that because they this game is about that. They went on to talk about how when you recover things from – so the city is the city that has been – that Trinity's become involved with and also another – I believe if I'm getting this right, another external cult has recently moved in from another one of these cultures or has grown from this space. And there was an internal resistance against those things, against these external forces. Um, and so it's like when you recover artifacts, you return them to this internal resistance group. Hmm. They like made a point of saying that you're not taking anything from this valley. Everything stays in the this valley. The collectibles are not going to uh, so, the Croft right. Museum. There's, there's, going back to <laughs> there's a tension here because also you find like upgradable – your stuff gets upgraded right. by being crafted by people here. And like you know, someone said it's like you're wearing an artifact. And it's like oh, there's something at the at, – there's a tension here between their best – like intentions and the fundamental structure of a game in which the numbers go up and they go up by taking cool shit from tombs. And I, but also this game would hundred percent by the end of that, the, the demo that they showed us, which also included this whole thing of like Lara as like, what if Batman was willing to kill people like in the jungle, using the jungle, the way Batman uses like the city as, as like it's her vehicle for hurting people and like falling into descending into a willingness to be a bad person and becoming obsessed with this hunt for At least that would be an acknowledgement stuff. of like what the first two games did not wrestle with. No. Which is that you have this vulnerable, uh, like the, the whole pitch is, yeah, like this is how she learns to become, you know, the, the woman she's going to become, uh, uh, she's going to be in these other games. And yet, like within five minutes, she's sneaking up behind someone, taking constantly. a knife and slitting this dude's throat in a cool, right. badass animation. Right. And it was such, like... It, I understand, you know, the dilemma of like having to take out these enemies to have uh, conflict and tension. Um, and uh, but like the way they they actually animated that stuff was such in, such in conflict with the character. So brutal. So to actually right. so like whatever the ultimate failures of uh, 
Shadow of the Tomb Raider might end up being in, in by virtue of starting with a flawed structure in which, like, maybe you can't actually resolve these in the way that you, you want to in the way that you're talking about. It's like, but, like, I, here's, like, in the same way, and, like, I'll, I'll draw a similar parallel to, like, uh, uh, Halo Infinite. Um, at least they're trying to ask the question in a different right. way, right? So this isn't a, a fundamental changing of the structure. I'm ra- of I'd rather games. this game than the third one of these in which it doesn't even try to ask these questions. Right. I have no idea. Like, I left feeling like, hey, can anyone pull this off? How do you stick the landing on Tomb Raider once you're aware of the flaws of it? And, like, it's clear they're not pitching it this way. They're not pitching this as the White Guilt game. They're not pitching this as, you know, there was a bit in this demo where they're showing us PyTT and saying, like, here are the people who are, like, devoted to this religious cult. But then also, hey, remember, not everybody in the city is religious. Like, there's people who have religion's important part in many people's lives, but other people devote their times to crafts or to soccer or, like, whatever, to sport, to fishing, to... You meet a kid who has, like, his dice have gone missing. You have to help him find... There's, like, lots of side quests in this game, which is a new thing, right? Like, like, interacting with people. Lara talks to people in this game constantly. And so I left it feeling like they were setting off to make a game about... White guilt about about the actual history of shitty Tomb Raiders and you know the the history of Empire sending academics and explorers and looters to cultures to take stuff from them, um, and also left feeling like even if they try, this thing feels tainted. It still feels marked. It still feels like there is a weight to it that is making it consumable, that's making it a filter for the guilt of loving this thing, and they certainly don't know how to sell it. Because those ads and those trailers are about Lara becoming the Tomb Raider we know she is again for the third time, and they're not about, hey, how does someone recognize their own flaws and still be, and, and also see that their talents put them into a space where they're going to hurt people and do bad things. That's not how it's being pitched. And like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm so I mean, curious. I, I, want, I wonder if, you know, from their perspective, it's like, Hey, we want to make this as you're the wrong word, but like riskier play yes. from storytelling. But we can also just like pitch it as like, yeah, we're making another tomb Raider and yeah. like people will check people it out. Buy it. And then like, what if we can, you know, try to have our cake and eat it too. It's like, because that's harder sell. 100%. Maybe they alienate some people in the process, but like they might just buy it anyway because like it's, because a lot of those, it's just another Tomb Raider game stuff is there, right? right? Like, you're probably going to be able to... You could, you could compartmentalize some of this stuff and just play another Tomb Raider game, um, yeah. whether you choose to engage with, with the other pieces or not. No, I was thinking, like... I like the idea that people who are just in it for the Tomb Raider ride are going to play a game and it's basically going to raise questions about the contradictions of this character and the morality of this like hero and what makes her heroic. I like the idea that like there is a way in which this is sort of backdooring some important context into a franchise that's been pretty skunked by Mm -hmm. its historical Mm -hmm. contexts and, uh, and its franchise history. But my concern watching this trailer is, is the best version of this we get Lara goes full the last samurai or something like that. Oh, like the best That's version of that is like yeah. where where she's like, I get it now. I totally understand. I am throwing away my cloak of colonial oppressor. And I'm putting and I'm on this cloak of, of plus allyship. three. Or just like literally. I'm one plus, of you now. This plus three cloak of your ancient god, because I'm taking it and turning it into my invisibility cloak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I Right. It's scary. I know to you're think struggle. About. Right. But there's also a version of this, though, that I think 
I hope this is a game that has the courage to not make you feel that good about Lara at the end of it. Like, right. I don't the want the I'm thinking of is mm-hmm. like a cool thing that Seven Samurai and uh, the Magnificent Seven both have is the end when you've saved the village, when you've helped the townsfolk. They would like you to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get the that, fuck out. Yeah. It's You're like, not from here. You're still a samurai. Right. And You're the things you represent. carries a gun around. Are you kidding me? Right. Like... Yes, you have helped us, but people like you are also the reason we were in the shit to begin with. Mm-hmm. Please go. That'd be great. We'll see. We'll see. February twenty. No, when is that game out? September fourteenth. So soon. That's crazy. Soon. Very soon. And that was that's was that was that when game I realized, comes out like, in the same day as something else. Too. I know. We are yeah. fucked. We are, what is um, we're done for? Quick, th- a couple things we overlooked. Yes, please. Uh, there was a cool PUBG trailer with some tight editing. Very good editing. I missed this. I was what very was this? pleased. My only game in the highlights was like, yo, there's a winter map yeah. coming. The winter map. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a tone thing. It just it okay. just did a really good job with obviously knowing what that game looks like right. and, and how it plays out. Somebody messaged me and said Wes Anderson's PUBG. There you go. Wes Anderson's PUBG. It, it was just oh, very, very shit, it was. put together. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Winter that, map. That profile shot of the car clean. rolling down the road was very Wes Anderson. Uh Tales of Asperia that do anything for anybody? Yeah, like, not a, for me. I'm not, I'm not going to play that game, but people have wanted Tales of Asperia. Yeah, go look up uh, my boy so Buffon on on Twitter. He's he wanted that game, and now he's finally getting ago. that game. And Bandai Namco on Twitter was like, never. Yeah, like literally, at, like added him and said, <laughs> we will never do this game in English. And doing they're it. They're doing this game in English. He's, so, just, he's the same guy we profiled for uh, the guy who played hundreds of hours of uh, Botan Kaidos uh, from yes. from last year. Another thing they sort of brought out is they did this sort of nod to other Microsoft divisions, uh, but they were talking about, in addition to the ways they're improving Xbox Game Pass, they're like, remember Ready Start? <laughs> Fuck Ready Start. What's Ready Now we're Start? going, that is the, that's that's sort of the quick launch function of the Xbox One. Oh, like your state is yeah, saved, yeah, you just yeah, go yeah. right back into it, which is cool. Sort not really, but it's being augmented by some games will support this fast start. That's the new shit. It uses machine learning to launch your game faster. This was also the only woman who presented on stage. She was good. She was great, and and it was somebody from the engineering team as well, which was which was cool. Yeah, yeah. But it was very much like I was lost after four seconds. Is Uh, it on the blockchain or nah? It's not on the blockchain. It's not on the blockchain. Uh, Next year. But it is. But the use of machine learning, all that. Like I was sort of thinking. What does that even mean? The look, my like. Well, I'm not a fucking engineer. I know, but I'm saying if you're gonna use that, I'm not saying you. I mean, like the Microsoft. You like. I just. What does it mean for this specific functionality? Right. Like I understand the general concept of machine learning, but like, what does that mean for like? I play this game and then it. I stop playing shadows faster. Uh, I see. See, it's. uh, I'm a machine learning algorithm, and I've seen. Hey. I've seen, Patrick, you always stop playing when you get to a hard puzzle. So, because you're not smart. That's I'm a machine. You're dragging me because of my anxiety over. No. And so, so I know. I'm just going to load the save from, like, I guess, in front of a a hard puzzle. That's adaptive difficulty. Oh, you're right. Sorry. That's that's what you're describing. My suspicion is basically it's going to be looking at, like, my suspicion is is doing something to lower the footprint of what has to be stored memory to okay, save sure. a game state, and it'll basically be using okay, machine learning to pare okay. that down so as much as possible. That actually makes sense to me, because then what that means is what they're providing is something that developers have previously been able to, to use 
in the in development where it's like, okay, you're at this part of the game. That means you don't have to load in these assets. You don't mm-hmm. have to blah, 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 blah. This would mean that like that could be a system-wide functionality that developers could then just hook into to let Microsoft do the heavy lifting on knowing what assets are don't need to be stored inside of the whatever that save is when you turn when you power down the system. You know a game could really benefit from that? I mean Some a lot state but saving. What's that? State of Decay 2, <laughs> which is the only game I've played on my Xbox that has to reload itself like oh, does every it? fucking time I play. Yeah. Okay. I play on PC so I just close it anyway. Mm. Oh. It works. Oh, all right. Uh what's next? Sessions. Sessions? Skate 4. Is it Skate 4? It's a skating game. Joel looks very sick. It, looks, it Joel. looks like a skate here, game, though, right? Talk to me about this. It does look this. like a skate game. Here, wait one second. I'm going to move the mic. We saw a truck. That's the bottom of a skateboard. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. real excited. And it wasn't Skate 4. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Joel. Joel. <laughs> but was who's it like, who's cool? making that game? Yeah, who's making it? Oh, God. I had notes for this. No one knows. I thought we had notes. I thought we had notes. I you had said very there, good notes. There may have been an Ollie. Creature. Creature. Yeah, and it's like C R E A, and there's like a asterisk or something, and then T U R E. Gotcha. There might be tricks. Mm-hmm. I would, tricks. I, if there's it's, not tricks, then that's the It's a skateboard. They uh, do Rob, the I tricks. didn't know you You reveal new things every day. Depths, man. <laughs> so, so much. Um, Devil May Cry 5. With Scalebound Guy. He does kind of look he like Scalebound. That guy's like name was Scalebound. Drew. I remember the character from Scalebound's name was Drew because Drew Scanlon. I would be like, haha, Drew, it's you. You're in the game. This you put like, on your earbuds and fight dragons or whatever. It looks anyway. like Riverdale uh, Ooh, Devil wait, May what? Cry. Devil mm. May Cry. Riverdale. Riverdale. I don't know that I saw it, but now I want to. Yeah. And I badly want it's to see no it. No one in Riverdale so far, from what I've seen in the last the first three you or four episodes. You haven't seen shit, Austin. Yeah. You, no, one has, no one has one, that terrible accent that... The character in this that that Nero, Nero, Nero. no, not Nero, the woman with Nero, mm. who had wow, their bad accents coming. I mean, hell that. yeah, yep. oh shit, yeah, yeah. Miss Grundy has bad accent. Anyway, um, <laughs> this accent was bad. Miss Grundy was in the game, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. she wow. sort of was. Okay, that game the, the trailer didn't like, do anything for me. It looked like a Devil May Cry Devil game, May Cry. but it, like for a game that like we've been hearing about for a couple of years now, like we're making a Devil May Cry. It's gonna, you know, it. I don't know. It just looked like another Devil May Cry, which I guess maybe that's enough for most people. Have they but... always hung out in a van like the Scooby Gang and no. Gone, okay, killed well, no, the there was a little more humor in this one. That was actually mm. a little bit closer to the the, the 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 Ninja Theory one. DMC three opens with Dante like throwing a pizza in yeah, the air and like kicking a knife into somebody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. catching the pizza and taking a bite. There's always been a sort of like. Almost like Joss Whedon taken to Eleven and then in Japan moved into J- Japanese kind of anime influenced, you know. There's the Bill shonen. O'Reilly boss, right? No, that's no, that's, that's, the, that's the Ninja Theory one. Oh, right. I see. I right. See. That's a okay. different. Capital D, lower M, capital C. Gotcha. Right. This is all Dimka. caps, DMs. This Dimka. is Dimka. 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 DMC versus DMC. 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 What? Um, people like this, not like it. What's the uh, you know. no? But I mean, what's the vibe in the air where people are like, yes, finally? I, I loaded one message board thread that said I hate the art, and that was okay. like that was all Sounds I saw. Like- That's consensus is that one page of a th- thread said the art was bad. 
I don't know. I where, where was Resident Evil Two? Come on, it's been three. Good years. fucking question. Yeah. Cuphead expansion coming. Yeah, starring Miss Chalice. Miss Chalice, thank you. Right. Yeah. So I saw Chalice. written as Miss. Um, we, we don't we don't know what the status of of her relationships Look, are. I just hope it's not like an abbreviation for anything, but massive chalice. Yeah, massive chalice coming back finally. Massive chalice. We should play massive chalice. We don't talk. I mean, it's all right. It's all right, but it's cool. It has a vibe. Yeah, it has a really great vibe. Anyway, um, that's I'm glad that I people Cuphead's cool. People like Cuphead a lot. Um, Bandai Namco. Speaking of cool things, skip the fox. Excuse me? The Fox game! Oh, Tunic! Yeah, I'm going to see Tunic later this week. Looks Tell me beautiful. about Tunic. It just looks real nice. But what is it for people who haven't seen it? An adventure game. It's a 3D adventure game with a very cubey sort of art style. Very sort of blocky. Very, very cute. You play as a little fox. Looks almost Zelda-y in certain ways. Yeah. I would call it, maybe. You know, action adventure. Fox with a sword. Brave little fox. Yeah. Going on adventures. And then some really cool, like, I assume that thing we see at the end of that trailer is kind of like a... A monster that's about to be revealed, but it was yeah. it was cool and like menacing in a trailer in, in a way that I found very good. Like, oh, this gorgeous like perfect little world they just set up. Like, here is what this world's version of a nightmare creature would be. Right, and I'm into that. Cool. Um, speaking of nightmare creatures, Naruto and Goku. Oh boy. Are, okay, so hold on. So the trailer oh, begins. Is excited. They're fighting each other now, the and the trailer that, begins. Okay, thank. You. I wrote this down. Quote. And this is Danica. Naruto, bitch! <laughs> can and you then, come here? And then, can a you long, come here? and then a long pause, a long silence. Oh. And then the rest <laughs> of the trailer revealed itself. And it was not just Naruto, was not. which was the problem. Can here, we talk? Why you, want, I, you sit in my chair. It's coming on board right now. Danica Heron, everybody. <laughs> Yay. What were your anime feelings? Tell me about your anime feelings. Were you surprised when Mr. Cyan came on? That's not his name. Who? (laughs) (laughs) You're talking about... Super Cyan. Mr. Cyan. (laughs) Mr. Wacky's brother. I was very excited. I love all all Shonen Jump games. I'm stoked. It looked cool. It was at the Xbox event. And it's it's like one of the... It looks like one of the Naruto games where it's like the kind of like slightly third person cel-shaded behind the thing. Yeah. Um, I like every the Ultimate Ninja Storm game, every Ultimate Ninja Storm game, the Naruto fighting games are good. Like right. all of them are good. What's what's wild too is we were just talking about. I forget what the crossover we were imagining. Oh, we were saying that we needed there should be like Dragon Ball Z versus Capcom stuff. I was thinking, oh, well, yeah, I was like, wh- what did you say about it, Danielle? <laughs> when, <laughs> it, when it showed up, you were like anime. <laughs> Anime Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that was what it <laughs> Basically. Was. And so, like, uh, when I said to Patrick, I was like, oh, yeah, this exists. Like, the jump yeah. games in Japan yeah. have, have used, like, jump has a lot of things that get published in jump. Right. It's a, it's a weekly. Yes. Uh, it's uh, a weekly, weekly magazine. Magazine that has uh, manga has in lots it. of manga. Um, and so, and so I was like, oh, yeah, they do that in Japan all the time. Those games just don't often come out over here, but. Right. You know, anime. Here it is. Good, good attacks. Yay. I wish the world looked more anime. The world looks a little too, like, post-apocalyptic Times Square. Yes. And that's not what I'm trying to have. That's not what you're Are trying we to Are we good have. over there on the phone? I'm just checking the battery. Are oh you boy. not plugged in? There she is. My thing died, but I'm going to grab the new one. There you go. Um, here's another really fun one. Was that a yawn or excitement? That was excitement. You were like, 
You tell me. It What's... was good. Well, it's Dying Light 2, Dying right? Dying Light 2, written by, or at least... Chris Avalone. Chris Avalone. No, he's the lead writer, right? He's well, lead yeah. writer. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Because I liked Dying Light 1. I didn't beat it. I think I got through the first main, main area. I Yeah, I played about like 10 hours of it and was yeah. like, I like this a lot, and then just got sidetracked. The writing was it. like not there. It's like, a bad, the it was a bad story. Wasn't there. Yeah. Just, like, it just wasn't able to hook me. But, whew. Chris Avalone, written some of my favorite games. Well, Into the bridge! The, this the thing they're laying out, which is this idea that okay, now the disaster is like times move forward, the world is moving on and recovering from this. But now, instead of it being sort of a static wasteland that you keep journeying on these missions, uh, you know, day after day, now the missions you do and the way you choose to do them is going to change the way the world is evolving. Oh, that's exciting because it's uh, like factions and dialogue choices and yeah. like, but. There's a little glimpse into the politics of the game mm. that maybe you need to, like, maybe this will temper your excitement just a little bit. Uh, like, it still sounds, like, exciting as a game. It'll be a cool thing to see depicted. But the scenario that was laid out is, uh, so there's basically uh, somewhere in the world, somebody has got, like, access to water filtration like and reclamation. So they're basically a supply of yeah. fresh water. Mm-hmm. And Morton Joe, right now the fiction. Yeah, yeah, and you can roll out to this group that has this, and you can do it on behalf of the Peacekeeper faction. And I'm not if a you cop, go Rob. if you go to them well. repping for the Peacekeepers, and they're like, "Fuck you, we're not we're not working with with with, with them," and you're just like, "Well, I guess you die then." And you just kick their asses and destroy them, and you take the take the water. Peacekeepers take over. Yeah, the neighborhood and the world like. Changes to be, and the peacekeepers are reestablishing law like, and order. Law and order, like the people are safe in the streets Finally by day. Go buy milk. Yeah, without getting people shot are, at. They're supplying everyone with water. Their rules are very strict. They are sort of a harsh police state, and they don't tolerate dissent. What if you went back and did it the other way? And you work with these guys, and you give the water to the black market, and. Oh shit! The world is overrun with criminals, and it's more dangerous, and it's less like rebuilt. But also, there's a lot more cool exotic goods in the world, and you can like You're gonna make do more business on the mm-hmm. on the black market between capitalism and fucking cops. That's yep. this, choose your pick. Those your are the two choices. The politics, the like, really like the sort of story beat they outlined. Like, the, like really, it could have they could have ended that segment with like. You know, in closing, fascism is bad, I swear. but at least it's an order. Yeah. Chris Avalone, don't let me down. There could be a third faction, like somewhere in the middle, like, a, like in the oh. center. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I'll ask about that <laughs> on Wednesday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, a third way. A third way, perhaps. Oh. A third way. Something in between the two. Right. Extremes. If we could just found Rationalia and govern it with the Solutions Party. Bless you. God, thank you. Brutal. Uh, uh, I bet that that team... I have a lot of faith in Chris Avalon that comes from... It's not Hopefully there's some more nuance in like yes. the actual... Yes. Like, that feels like one of those things... Like, like, where it's like, right, how we, we have to pitch this? this in yeah. two minutes, yeah. you know? Um yeah, that's. I think we're seeing that Wednesday but or Thursday. Yeah. If this is the game that's basically Batman No Man's Land, yeah, I am that'd fucking be so into good. That. Oh yes. Speaking of bats, 
Battle Toads. <laughs> there was not a Batman game at this. Battle Toads. Nothing really shown, but hey, Battle Toads is happening. There's like a color palette. I'm There's not colors. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Just Cause Four. Just uh, Cause. I saw the trailer. trailer. Yeah. There's weather. There's weather. That looks cool. It does look cool. Uh, I kind of enjoyed the like. Just Cause is interesting. It, like this again with this trailer, they're trying for kind of a grimmer, more serious tone a little bit, right? It's a little more like. But why? Like j- this that's is not at thing. all what I associate with Just Just Cause is like. Yeehaw, motherfucker! Like, let's go tie a grappling hook to this helicopter to a tank and watch it all float away and it blow up. Doesn't matter what anyone says to Rico in those cutscenes, where it's like, man, we've really got to like, you know, I feel like we've unleashed chaos and evil on this on this island, and we we really need to think about our and like, it's like, okay, you, know. you get you get control of your character. And it's like, I'm gonna fly that F twenty two into that geodesic dome and shatter Can it. Can I fly into the sun? Inject- I'm gonna yeah. go try and fly into the sun for yeah. the next five minutes. <laughs> I want to see what this game does when I just go up. So if I crash that jet, are the passengers on it? Kind of don't I mean, worry, they're not real. Shh. Don't even worry about it. Crash that jet. Like, yeah, I don't. I, that's it's such a again. I haven't seen the trailer, but like based on your description of it, like that is so asymmetrical to the actual way the gameplay. You could is say dissonant. <laughs> yeah, it's Could've. it's it's bizarre. Like why bother trying well, to tell that kind of story, trying to convey that kind of tone when the gameplay encourages a style of play that is completely the opposite of that. That's just a very strange stylistic choice. Like no one's saying. No one even wants... Does anyone want a good story out of Just Cause? You just want more reasons to have an interesting playground. Why? What story do you want? Uh, I want a story that taps into the history of, like... You want clear and Foreign intelligence, danger. you know, agencies operating right. in, like, the Global South and, like, Latin America but, like, in particular. like, turned up to 11, so it's still kind of, like, explosive and goofy. Yeah. But, like, still has well, like, that, like, heart so of, it's, like... But then you want satire. Yeah, I want Saints Row the Third... Or something? Sure. Yeah, so I want satire. Yeah, you want, like, touchstones, like, rooted yeah. in truth, but, like, letting you do, like, goofy shit and not feeling bad about it. Yeah. You want Tropic Thunder. The game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe not. I actually have never seen Tropic Thunder. Okay, all right. Is it good? I know. It's satire. Stuff. You it's want satire. Sat- I, I think it's it, satire. It, like, just cause, just cause, that just seems like a strange, it's, just, it's yeah. a strange approach for a series that... Has like a very clear, uh, you know, set of uh, gameplay tools and people. You know, look at Just Cause multi, Just Cause multiplayer. Right. Like it's like you should be leaning into that shit and not. Uh, and weather is a good idea. That's Weather's a fun. A great, that's a tornadoes. really great way to like mix up the way that stuff works. I was but, talking about how much I love the end of Superman Returns where you fight a tornado. It's true. true. I don't love that part, but you do fight a tornado at the it end. Happens. This game has tornadoes, so maybe you fight makes one. You think. Makes you think. Superman, Rico Rodriguez, they both have to fight. The they greatest crossover of all time. <laughs> they said it couldn't happen. They uh, said we couldn't put Superman in this. Yeah. No, some modder did. Mm, <laughs> I unleashed this whirlwind, but nay, I cannot direct it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an international politics. Okay. Gears of War. Sorry. Gears, Gears 5, not Gears, Gears of War. Gears 5. Not Gears of War 5. We've, we heard from a source today. They want, they desperate. Gears of War 4 was supposed to ship as Gears 4, apparently. Oh, boy. And, and too much pressure came in. They're like, fine, Gear, we'll add you a war. You had to get war in there. But Rod Humble, Rob Humble, Rod, Rod, Rod Humble. Rod Ferguson. Rod Ferguson. Rod, I said, Rod, Rod Fungle. Fungle. Rod Fungle. <laughs> Rod Fungle. 
Bungle. Uh, welcome to Waypoint, day negative one of our E3 coverage. Rod, very, very Rod Humble's Gears. <laughs> it was a completely oh, different game. Wow. Completely different game. Rod Ferguson's uh, really wanted to be Gears 4, and they were like, no. You what would your locust look like? <laughs> just, just imagine. Just imagine. You go, like you do big anything. mushrooms. Um, but uh, apparently doubling down. Gears 5. Gonna be called Gears 5. Um, starring Kate, who was one of the main characters. She was there. actually the most interesting thing about Gears 4. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't go very far with this. But I remember, like, at the very beginning, there was a whole section of that game that was, that was like, oh, women have to start signing up to start breeding. Right. Like, there was a whole... Which like, what? There was a little Oh, you bit. don't know about this. Wait, why does this Men keep happening on our podcast? Lately. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, it was definitely, like... They tried to touch on some interesting yeah. things well, in what, Gears of War 4. What for people who haven't played Gears 4? Yeah, it was just literally like you're walking around in one of the early levels of the game and there are posters, basically. And she comments on the poster. I think it's, she, like, it's a line of dialogue. Like, oh, I'm not signing up for that yet. But it's basically they're trying to repopulate the area so women are encouraged okay. to breathe. I need to interrupt breathe. here just because I have a question now about Gears. Yeah. So maybe you can, because mm-hmm. it sounds like you're more up to speed on this than I am. Gears of baby making. So when you've got like sort of a paramilitary regime sort of encouraging people like, hey, you need to, you know, breed more and reproduce. I don't have the best associations. And did the right people win Gears? No. Nope. Okay. So yeah, the cog are, are not no, 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 no. like. They're not great. They're, there's no art. We're like, they're, yeah, like a. It's not satire, but it's that re- far off. Does yeah. it ever resolve the idea that like basically you're fighting for not good people? It sort of resolves the game. The, the game doesn't sort of like make that explicit, but it is certainly like part of the subtext of the game that like the cog are not like a great organization. No. Like, like I mean, the most recent one four is like a lot of fighting against the yeah. the administration that's yes. taken over. Right. Okay, so Gears Four is Gears Four is kind of interesting, actually. That's okay. the thing. Like, I think a lot of people wrote it off, and I understand. Like, I don't know if the world needed another Gears game, but it did at least gesture so, towards. I enjoyed. I enjoyed the writing of yeah. Gears Four, yes. and I. Like kind of ran out of steam on the gameplay part of about halfway through, but like this new one where like they're pivoting, like in, in the same way, like a lot of stuff Microsoft's doing, like okay, they're not going to fundamentally change what a Gears game is, but we're going to make you know the main character Kate because spoiler, like Gears Four ends with like without outlining exactly what happens, like the cliffhanger of Gears Four is something where like Gears Five has to pick up where like she is like central to like mm. the end game of like wherever this story this trilogy that they that they said they're doing is going and so making her ex- re- making her explicitly the main character is a smart choice yeah. it's the right creative choice right. and also instantly makes the game a little more interesting even to folks that might otherwise be like ah, I'm, I don't, I'm not really interested in gears so sure. I'm really glad that's the, the choice yeah. that they made was well, not the only gears game we got though that's true we had two others which one should we talk about first should we get poppin' or should we get tactical? Wait. Pop your tag. I want to get funky. You want to get funky. Funko. Get funky. Funko. What is this? I didn't see this. Yeah, I did not see the trailer. Please explain. Our internet died. <laughs> Great. Like, All the right. The second well, it was like starting Funko to Pops show are up. bad. Oh, so. You know what? Here's, I got a phone. You got a phone now. The buck stops here, but it was definitely Natalie's fault. <laughs> she she may <laughs> have <laughs> unplugged the router. <laughs> Why? Oh, and that takes like a full like two How minutes to come back. How are you going to frame this whole thing with like, oh yeah, the internet just went out. Everyone's got a phone with LTE. Look, Natalie heard Funko Pops and just like the red <laughs> mist descended. She just like hashtag lashed out. She was done. 
you know, she made the right choice. That, like, she broke the plug off. There's the a gear. These look like Funko Pops, but they're gears of war characters. Yeah. yeah. It's a mobile game? Uh, yeah. Sure. It is. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what? Here's, I have to admit something. Waypoint is not going to be your source for Funko Gears of War impressions Sorry. today. We failed you. None of us saw this. None of us have He's any. He's probably going to Giant Bomb. I'm sure they have. Yeah, they'll they have talk all about it. Yeah. yeah. It really seems up the rally. Totally Jeff's got a lot of Jeff Funko Pops. Jeff loves Funko Pops. Yeah. Um, and Dan Reichert only has, I think, like, you know, he has pretty much every Amiibo, but he, I think he's even more Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. Wow. But they're missing some, so just, like, yeah, you know what? If you have Actually, extra Funko Pops, you should like, send all your f- extra Funko Pops. In fact, just send all your Funko Pops to Giant Bomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They're in the building. There are, I mean, I know the, the East Coast building. I'm not going to say it. Look it up. Look it up. It's, it's, out, the there. it's out there. People send people the mailbags yeah. all the time. Send your Funko Pops. Care <laughs> of Fuck, this is gonna backfire. Austin and Patrick. This is going to backfire. Oh, we just boy. fucked up. Nah. Do you know what they're going to do to the vice office now? Just gonna be, I'm going to go back to bro. Where's the vice office? I I'm can't good. See it. I'm good. They'll find yeah. you. This side <laughs> of the table is fine. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Gears, Gears Tactics is the other game. Is that... Who's making that? Is that they didn't say. They said we're excited to share. Uh, Rod Fungal. Rod, uh, Rod Fungal. Rod Fungal. Rod Fungal. Rod Fungal. Mushroom Men Fame. Right. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Rod Ferguson said that uh, uh, they showed like thirty seconds of footage, which we watched before, and it looks it looks like an XCOMy mm-hmm. uh, uh, take on Gears. They said one of the differentiating factors will be. It looked like maybe that like you'll be able to maybe control like the sniping or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it looked about it wasn't, it wasn't clear how they how that actually yeah. goes into the first works. person when you're aiming shots. I don't um, know. They said right. boss battles were a big thing, which like that could be you know we'll see whatever. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it's not clear. Uh, that's at least, what they've showed was more interesting than if they were doing a Halo Wars version of Gears right. of War. Like mm-hmm. I could at least be convinced into like. A tactics, a tactics, an actual style. tactics game, which is as in line to. with Gears in general, the kind of cover based stuff. It's slower, like going. I've always, I've always thought that games like Gears and Mass Effect Two and Three, mm. I guess Two, helped open the door for the XCOM Enemy Unknown to find an audience because people had spent a few years doing cover based shooting and yeah. thinking about angles and stuff like that already. They played Matt Hazard, so they really knew. Very <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> totally. God, that game, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, other small things, uh, Elder Scrolls Online and, sure. and Fallout 4 going to Game Pass, yep. which cool. Um, uh, Master Chief Collection also Game Pass. Uh, and then, and then we got a brief mention of the next Xbox, like very brief kind of throwaway line of just, oh, like, they're making another one of those. Yeah, hmm. Exactly. They're making another one, which like, yeah, of course. But Although I will we're say, like, there. one of the conversations uh, that that you and I had, Austin, was trying to figure out sort of the interesting positioning that both Sony and Microsoft have, right? right? So I think Sony's in like a pretty interesting spot where they can easily pivot to a PlayStation Five and be like, all of our games are come out on the PlayStation Five, and like maybe they have backwards compatibility, but like you can you can push the Pro and the PS4 side pretty cleanly. Whereas with like the Xbox One and the Xbox One X, like. The Xbox One X is like pretty new. You're not going to be able to tell people your games don't run on Xbox One X whenever the successor, the true successor to like the Xbox One line comes. So then my thought was maybe the way where they end up landing is that the Xbox One disappears. The Xbox One X becomes right. the lower the low end, end model. Yeah. And then the premier, new Premiere box is, you know. The Xbox One Y. It's like, where do they draw that line? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why? Why, Why not? 
Anyway, so yeah. Um and then it was like like straight out of a Ubisoft watchdogs uh uh announcement. Thanks everybody who's gonna do it for us today, and they're like oh, the, I'm in. in hacker voice. That was all right. It was all right for like a, like a Microsoft, especially yeah. like it was all right. There's this thing that was extra all right about it, which is that they snuck in a letter to fans either mm-hmm. at the very beginning or the very end of that of the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077, the new CD Projekt Red game. Obviously, CD Projekt Red makes the Witcher series. Obviously, um, it's not just a letter. Like it's, it's a it's, long. It. it also, there were uh, 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 good old games codes to redeem Game of the Year editions of oh, The that's Witcher cool. 3. That's awesome. Um, it's a really long letter that does just uh, some really good like situational context of it like speaks, this game. It speaks to concerns people would have from the trailer yeah. in that fucking letter. So like this is a letter – the, the trailer is in-engine – uh, of people and places in the world of Night City, which is kind of this one of the central cities in the cyberpunk uh, universe, which again is, is an old Art Halsorian game, uh, Cyberpunk 2020, uh, Cyberpunk 20. I think there's an earlier one before. I played 2020 and then I played uh, third edition. Uh, but uh, it's 2077, so it's like 50 years in the future, 57 years in the future from that. You know, future, future. Future, future. Uh, holograms, kids playing stuff in VR. Technology. Hyper technology. Businessman's face is just on fucking fire. Woman putting uh, makeup on her face and oh, then I don't have a mouth. So good. Yep. She's like, hey, I'm doing my makeup. And like, also my mouth isn't attached right now. It's <laughs> it so, so good. Amazing. So good. Just like visual, like theme setting, tone setting, tone piece. And the narrator kind of sucked. The narrator was like a shitty cyberpunk bro. Um, the letter apparently outlined that like there will be a character creator, character which is like it, it was funny how their their letter there was also like a line in the letter that said like hey so like all these like chase scenes and like yeah. all this stuff that's in the trailer like we just gotta make a trailer yeah. like it's very they, like they had a line that was like this is going to be a single player like. RPG, like, this is the game you think you want from us. We're making that game. Don't worry. Um, I mean, they also had the letter put no DRM. Yeah. And, Uh like, a bunch of free DLC. It's like, what? Embedded into a trailer show at the Microsoft press conference. Like, what? Ah, There's a moment. mm, You're talking about, like, well, letter for nerds. There's a moment in this trailer, like, a minute 12 in, where a character goes up into covers. A woman who has, like, a, like, a black, like, undercut, like, cover like flock of seagulls 80s haircut um goes up and gets cover in an alleyway and that's literally the cover art to cyberpunk 2020 a book which was printed 25 years ago Good. and it's like in this fucking trailer it's like my heart was like oh me me yeah, I'm yeah. Here. the moment that happened you looked at me and explained like, we've, we've come a long way from the teaser trailer with the model with the blade oh yeah we sure oh. fucking have we sure have and there's driving in this trailer. I don't know if there's going to be a vehicle. Like, I'm so curious to see what this game is. Knowing as we do your love for flying cars. Well, the thing is, they're not flying. He's driving a car. It's on a highway. Because you know what? There's still going to be fucking roads in the future. Not everyone's going to be able to afford a flying car. Flying cars are going to be expensive. We know that. From science. <laughs> from science. From science. From science. It's also interesting. Read uh, Marx, you know. Like- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the science of marks. Ten bundles of linen equal one flying car. Obviously, um, I'm excited to see more of that. I wanted the gameplay trailer. Obviously, I'm presuming. Yeah, we have an appointment to see uh, to meet with CD Projekt Red on Tuesday. Which on is, you Tuesday. know, this game. They have a booth. Tuesday for, for real uh, for an hour, and then we're interviewing them after that. So 
Uh, yeah. Presumably, they're not just going to show us that trailer on loop for uh, for an hour. And then you're going to play Gwen. And then we're going to play Gwen. They're oh show my once. gosh, there's a trailer in this. Just like so, the trailer is there's the trailer, and here's, here's Gwen. Here's Gwen. <laughs> I mean, they could. They could. I have been in worse bait and switch <laughs> meetings Me too. at E3. Me too. So. Same. Um, I'm very curious to see what that game plays like and what first it is. First person, third person. But first that, person, third person. What do you think? We made bets before the trailer played. Yeah. The trailer didn't answer it. Third person. third person. Third person. So there were serious the rumors that the rumors have been first. Oof. So the thing that makes me now think third is thinking about character creation and fashion. What's the point of it? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So much of Cyron, so much of that trailer is like, yo, look at that guy's jacket. It has like that glowing it's tiger pathetic. on the back. It's like an iconic bandana. Yeah. Yes. Give me the most iconic ever, like LED bandana. Oh, boy. The collared. That collar oh, situation yes. was really good. Christ. It's so fucking ridiculous. Um, and it's like so good for me to see that stuff after looking at the fashion in Detroit and like the right. just like dry, cold. Like, no, this is just turned to eleven. Everything's on fire. Everything, like including people's face faces, <laughs> yeah, and the CEO faces on fire. I need to go rewatch that scene. I know that if I legit like, and it shouldn't because I played Syndicate. I've seen this move before, but Chip rips. it's still weirdly chilling to see someone just like jacked in and their fucking brain is sparking. 100%. And it's like, oh, that's bad. Like that's actually scary to think about. Like if the world requires you to like function with these weird fucking ogs and. Someone just fucking just end fuck, you, like, yeah. doing a DNS. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got hacked. There's no date really on cool. that. There's no window on that, right? No, in, in, the, in, 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 the, letter, in the letter, right? they do... <laughs> well... <laughs> in the, <laughs> oh, it's 2077. No. That's Crackdown 3. Yeah, okay, right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the letter said, uh, we don't know quite yet, but we wouldn't... Essentially, like, we wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't think we were... Not in the home stretch, but, like... It sounds like next next holiday would be my. It's probably next holiday, and then actually, it's probably like spring twenty twenty is like would be my. Games always ship six months later after this. this. I'm just saying, but it could be the next. I mean, it's better to know, right? It's better to know that game is big enough that if they wanted to stake out October 2019, they could pull a Red Dead Redemption, and people would have to stay away from Cyberpunk. I think they're big enough now. They're not quite Rockstar, but they're big enough enough. to to muscle around. Especially a game... This game is going to be big. super cynical. A game with guns in it is going to do well. Like, it's the world we live in, and The Witcher doesn't have And there's nothing else like it. Right. What were you going to say? No. Okay. Was it a joke? It was a joke. No, it was just... Like, if this hits, they are Rockstar, though. Like, if this... If this yes. hits the way it could, like you know, Rockstar doesn't have a storefront, doesn't have like good old games, some GOG or whatever, right? right? Like, in some ways, they are. I would love to see a something so successful that they could become an A tier competitor to Steam instead of like they're competing in Steam. They're in the marketplace. They're Lots al- of people. They're like not it. competing. They're an alternative. They're an alternative. <laughs> I would say you're right. That's fair. I'd love to see them step up and become a, a competitor right. to Steam and also to continue to like make cool shit. So yes. All right, that is the end of the Xbox conference. We are going to take a break so I can get water or beer. and go. What? Well, we have. I mean, those are kind of one and the same. Takate is, is on. yeah. No. I, not I need, I need to sober. I need to sober up. I need to get another Takate. Takate. That's I've yeah, I've done that. An authentic, full flavored lager. Takate is the bold taste of Mexico for over seventy years. This is, I'm not doing an is ad read for Takate. Is this the bold taste of Mexico? I just remember we didn't. We didn't. They didn't pay us. Yeah. 
yet. I mean, reach out. I've never had to get that money. Get that money. Get that money. It was the only. It was the only beer in my grandfather's like fridge. All right. So like for me, like as far as I know, it is the bold taste of Mexico. There you you go. There you go. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back in like Starfield. We'll be back to talk about Starfield. Pray. We're gonna talk about pray. Yeah. I'm gonna pray. flip a fucking table. We're gonna talk about Rob's pray. on my side. Rob's on my side. I'm doing my best to stay out of his house. Uh, I'll be flipping over a table. Be right back, everybody. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And we are back with our day negative one coverage Woo! of E3 here in Los Angeles. I'm Is that Walker. what they call it now? What? Day negative one? No, E3. E3. I'll do electronic. E negative three. <laughs> E2, because it's negative one. Right. <laughs> we lost one. Uh, lost ones. Um, we, after doing Microsoft, we all got food independently. I heard that y'all got tacos. Is that what happened over here? Their tacos from where? The same oh, place? Oh, we went to a really Guisados. good place. What was it? Guisados out by Dodger Stadium. Oh, I had horchata that was green and had cold brew in it. Hell yeah. One of my favorite oh, places. Oh, that sounds good as shit. So that sounds good as shit. We got, we, <laughs> we got it in our heads. We fucked up. We fucked up. But not, we're not, not from Not here. willingly. No, we were like, yo, this place that does like spicy chicken, hot chicken, is like. It had 3,200 3, reviews on Yelp. It was like halfway from where we were going and where we're at. It was a good, and, perfect. We could swing by. Yeah. And swing by, pick up some chicken. 3,200 reviews on Yelp. And it was basically five stars. Unprecedented. Howlin' Rays. Howlin' Royce. Howlin' Rays. Howlin' Rays. And uh, we, we kind of dropped off in a weird spot. We go, we're trying to, it's, we're in like, uh, I don't know if it's like an actual, maybe it's Chinatown. I don't know oh, the yeah, districts yeah. of There's, LA. Well, I just don't know yeah. if that's where we were. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there was a lot of Chinese like restaurants. cool Chinese restaurants that like moved it into. It smelled good. It smelled great. And then it moved into like a mall, like a, like an outside, inside mall. Like there was a. Yeah. There weren't doors, but there was a roof. And then. Uh, and they're we, like all these little restaurants. This looked great. Yeah. And then so we're trying to find the spot we're looking for. And. We noticed a line, and there then, was a line, and then I had like a sinking feeling in my stomach. I was like, that's "And it wasn't the chicken. Line for, it was chicken. No, well, it's the line for the, chicken. The sinking oh. feeling gotcha. was the absence of chicken. And then we uh, quickly discovered it was a like a two and a half hour to four hour line for Howland Ray's chicken, which is, I guess, standard practice every day for. I want that chicken now so bad, though. I because I, I feel like it's a dare. Yeah. Like, it, could it be that good? Well, you read a review that said yes, but I, I don't believe, that I don't believe them. It was like, there I, is no chicken that is worth standing in line for four hours. No, that, that place, Joel off mic just said, that's not true. I, I, um, that I place, there's any food in the universe. No, I can't think that. of any food that yeah. I would wait four hours for. No. What food would you wait four hours for? Not if you were actually hungry. Good barbecue, because it takes a long time. 
But are you waiting in line for four hours, or are you, like, ordering the food and then waiting for so hours? So, I think my concern about places that it's like, oh, the line is four hours. Right, is it is just trendy? Food is not, yeah. With yeah. The, are you waiting in line because other people are waiting in line? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the four-hour line sort of bespeaks a fetishization of, like, yeah, but comfort food. That's great. Well, the moment we got into our good. lift, yeah. I was tell- we were wait- you were picking up our food. From Chago, which was Great. Really good, really um, good. So we actually, it turned out yeah. fine. Yes, Asian yeah. fusion, Asian fusion. Uh, yes. uh, it was like a Asian uh, Mexican, Mexican fusion. fusion. Yeah, really we, good. Delicious. Pork belly was oh, uh, it's amazing burrito. It was, it was really, really was good. Really but good. so I'm waiting for you while, while the last of our food gets ready, and we were. I was telling him about the line. He's like, oh, you got to go there. He's like, I'm from here. Like people just stand in that line to stand in that line. He's like, it's good food. He's like, I'm not saying it's not good chicken. He's like, it's really good chicken. But he's like, nah, just go to Dave's. Hot chicken. I think that that's it. It's in Hollywood. He's like, you wait 25 minutes and it's just as good. And you <laughs> get your Dave's. We yeah. should go to yeah. get some Dave's. You go to Honey's, it waits five minutes. There it's also Honey's, damn good. Yeah, fine. The thing that I like about this trip so far is we've gone to like two local spots. Basically, like, re- really good food during a trip in which I normally just eat garbage. That said, all day. We still, we, fortunately, we went to a meeting. We can't talk about the game, no. but the meeting we went to had they just bought all sorts of like food bars. Yeah, and they're, and they're I, like take as many as you want. Do you want a Luna bar? So I you took want two things. Like oh, I'll, put, I'll put that in my bag, and instead I just ate the two bars <laughs> during the demo, and then just grabbed two more bars. They were like, take more, out. please, water, whatever you want. It was, it was. And was Give me good. a Cliff Bar. I need my sword. There were Cliff Bars in there. If you mm-hmm. want them, you got it. And it was a good thing. We kept thinking we'd go to events that had food. And none of them had real no food. food. Oh, yeah. You'll recall I prophesied something about the event I would be attending this morning. What yes. would be there for, for breakfast? I was indeed correct. Oh, good. The tiny little, the tiny little muffins yeah. that were the size of like you had a silver you had dollar. 15 you of described them. them as being like too moist or impossibly yeah. moist. You know what? But not I, in a I'll good gi- way. I'll give them this. You actually didn't say moist. You said impossibly humid, which yes. was a beautiful way <laughs> yeah. to describe a muffin that a feels muffin. wet but not That's moist. That's a big a round way. wet McMuffin. Right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You'll give them. I'll give them this. They were not. They were not in fact like humid. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, we came back with food. We all sat yeah. on the TV and we watched Bethesda. And Danica made, uh, we have to oh give Danica God. props for this the amazing spread. spread. Incredible. And she had plenty of time to make it. She What's has that about mean? 34 Why? seconds. No. Oh, right. No. Okay. Go for it. No. So like, we're in a bit of, not quite a food desert, but like, there's not a ton of, there's not a ton of great supermarkets within like a no. five minute drive there's or a like CBS. a 20 minute walk. Right. That's right. It. Um, hey America, fucking get your shit right. Yep. Yeah. People, working class folks need grocery stores. That's yeah. Great. Please help us not just shop in the bodega. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so we went to we we ended up sort of making a journey downtown to Whole Foods, which is a decision I questioned, but mm-hmm. nevertheless, we go down there and we had to hurry. Did they have Boo Boo Lubu? You know, funnily enough, they did not. Huh. Uh, and I think really, if 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 organic boo-boo-loo-boo were, were sort of locally sourced in this community. I think they would have had it. Uh, but sadly, the distribution deal hasn't no, come together. Not yet. So it hasn't not yet. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so we had to hustle through that, like, Whole Foods to get, like, nutritious, like, healthy food. Because it was like, well, we do not want to miss the start of the Bethesda conference. When did you where, think it was started? At 6, six o'clock. Aha. Yes. Somebody wrote that down on our schedule. Yeah. That's what they said it did. Yeah. So it did start at 
The no, stream started at six. <laughs> anyway, so we're like hustling through this and like just what do we need? Just bread. Hustle. Like, do we need butter? Yes, we don't know where butter is in this in this strange store. So to hell with it. We won't have butter. We got peanut butter. That counts. <laughs> butter so has butter go. in the name. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what are we trying to impress people? No. <laughs> just, just eat the gut. Just put out the butter. peanut butter yeah. and say, be happy, there's something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, you know, we Your father know, works hard <laughs> for this peanut butter. We sprint through there. Somehow there's miscommunication at a certain point. Like, every one of us had two types of baguette tucked under our arm. Um, and so we, we try to rush back. We race in through the door, turn it on. The Bethesda conference has just started. No, it is not. It is a pre-conference with highlights from their previous E3 presentation. Like, <laughs> It's like, man, remember all those trailers that like you used to love? And then the games came out. Those trailers are pretty good, huh? <laughs> to their credit, I liked the two ladies that they had doing this. They were community, man- I think it was a community manager and a content strategist, I okay. believe. And they had a lot of enthusiasm, and they were selling it, and they had puppies. Oh, word. There yeah. was a part, that sounds there was great. a scene where each one of them had a puppy. A very cute dog, very cute small dog, even though Brody, I think Brody wanted to get out of the lap. Brody, Brody was had like, been told that Brody would be attending the Bethesda E3 <laughs> conference, and yep. there was no fucking Bethesda E3 conference, and <laughs> so Brody was like, I need to go eat my kibble and take a shit. Exactly. <laughs> You're correct. But while we're working through all this, uh, Danica... Turned all our completely like random grab bag of ingredients <laughs> and like foodstuffs into a beautiful like spread. It's a spread, pasta. yeah, yeah. It was great. Awesome. Fruit like and watermelon cheese. wedges, a cheese platter. Oh my god, it, it was, was very good. It was beautiful. real good. That was great. And then Bethesda actually started. Yes. Um, and at they, some undetermined time. At some undetermined. I think it was seven. Six thirty. Six thirty. Because I thought it was seven. And I was like, we got all the time. No, in the world. I don't know how I got. I was like, no, nah, it's six thirty. I thought it was an hour later. Y'all. We were all there thought all. it was six. Very good. Just oh, you know why? Right in the center. Patrick right Clefick. Yeah. Six thirty. We found it. Right. Seven. In the Dead center. You found your happy. Place. Third way. Turns out the right answer is always in the middle of two uh, two options that you haven't considered very much. <laughs> uh. We started off with Rage 2. We we saw what Avalanche has to offer. Oh, well, we started with Andrew, Andrew WK. WK. Please. Please. Yeah. True. True. With, Starting with an party. audience that could not give less of a shit about it's it. It's a bummer because he, he got me going. He was like, it was oh, a Get up off your goddamn. Yeah. <clears throat> Go to a concert. Clap. Enjoy yeah. Dance. your party harding. Maybe if those folks, if that crowd had not been cooled off by 20 <laughs> minutes of let's look at all D3 trailers, maybe they would have you been think like, they had fucking to watch party. Oh, yeah. You know what you have never heard Andrew WK say on Twitter? And he says everything is partying. <laughs> Nowhere does he say watching all D3 trailers <laughs> is partying. Look, there was a dog named Brody and there was a dog named Brian Jr. And Brian Jr. Brian was, was happy great. to be there. You know what? We can all be Brody. Or we can be Brian Jr. Wow. All right? I like this. Mom showed up. And mom says, we're going to have fun on this trip to Disneyland if it kills me. Danielle's really only doing this because she knows where this is all going. Yeah. She's already like laying I the have an for the argument. Moment. You see this? I have an argument that I have laid out. That's a good, that's a good argument. I it is actually an excellent argument. We, okay. I'm shooting my cops. I'm like, all right, let's do this let's, here. Okay, well, let's start with big picture stuff then. You're right. Big picture besides you wish it had started earlier. 
What Brody? were your feelings He'll about... He'll think about that five years from now. Remember that one conference <laughs> and it wouldn't fucking start? <laughs> I needed to take a shit. I could have found butter. <laughs> I could have found butter in that fucking store. That's what it is. Tell me about Bethesda. Big picture. What's your takeaways? What, do you, what were your feelings? Land Lakes. <laughs> Just for days. Is that what Bethesda stands yeah, for? Yeah, Bethesda. Bethesda. Land of Lakes. Land of Lakes. Um, 365 even I'd have taken it They had a strong showing <laughs> They showed some things I'm very 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 extremely interested in And they had, they showed things that other people Are very very interested in Sorry I'm still laughing Rob's butter jokes <laughs> <laughs> You know it's good I'm happy What do y'all What do y'all think Bethesda I'm on a roll Like Big butter picture. I, I, uh, I'll say the They stuck the landing <laughs> What? Stop so, Something's on the roof. That was from my room. <laughs> how, maybe, how it was a, maybe it was a mimic, Rob. Yeah, I would say a typhoid or was that what they're called? Typhon. <laughs> Typhon. <laughs> Typhon. <laughs> it was Typhoid Mary in your room because she couldn't eat the butter. What did you think of the show? They stuck the landing on the hardest possible thing, I yes, thought, um, with Fall 76, which we'll get into, you know, a more yep. uh, sort of like a... Uh, 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 breaking into why why I thought it was successful, but I thought they they stuck the landing on the what, regardless of whether you think the game is for you or not. Yes, I thought they did a really good job of communicating what that thing is. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna spoil too much of my thoughts for later stuff. But I, I thought it was a really really good conference. Like, kind of touched on a bunch of things, and even they were even pretty snappy about moving on from the stuff that they're obligatory. Like, look, we know you're not here for Quake. Champions, Champions, but, but they're not here for are. ESO. There are people who like those, those games. Those and- commu- they have communities. ESO makes like a ton of money for them. So it's like, I know that's not what you're here for, but you got to give those people those due because there's like a lot of people that work hard on those games and they should be allowed to have five minutes on stage where, you know, you do some polite clapping. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was really impressive. And specifically, they do a really good job of harnessing their like really dedicated community, getting them involved mm-hmm. at the actual events. Like you can tell that most of the people there are hardcore Bethesda fans and like it shows in the presentation it shows in the way they talk to their audience and I I thought it was they they continue to show that they're very I wouldn't have thought Bethesda would be the company that was doing like really good press conferences until they started doing them I thought it seemed like kind of a goofy idea um, but I think they're actually doing especially as they step up as a publisher and and diversify what those games look like so Rob I think for me at the end of the conference it occurred to me like when you were talking earlier in this podcast about like sale like salesmanship like yeah. the the art of sales and the the games being played i realized it made me realize what i really liked about the bethesda press conference is that a great sale does feel like everyone's walking away a winner on this that's one. exactly it. like you needed something i have it but if yep. it's not what you need I'm not going to sell it to you. And like right. now a salesman obviously has an interest. Like we, we want to sell it to you, but right. It's, to be it's, clear, that's not a good sale. Isn't one in which everyone wins. Yeah. If you're a salesman, a good sale is one in which everyone feels as if they've won. Yeah. And you won more. That is what sales is about. Right. And the, Bethesda and if someone tells you otherwise, they're trying to be a salesman. Right. <laughs> and the Bethesda conference kind of felt like a really good series of sales pitches because they're giving you context they're not just like throwing they're not pretending that everything they're throwing out there is like for you specifically they're speaking to their respective communities and also unpacking some of the thinking and And explaining the why right so like like so if uh 
like the the, the Elder Scrolls Blade specifically, right? Right. Like contrast that to EA's presentation Command of CNC Conquer. Mobile, right? Yep. Like there is a way where EA <laughs> comes out and and contextualizes. Look, we have a vast array of properties. Like we're not sure where the future of Command and Conquer as like a, a mainstay strategy series is. We're always thinking in those directions. We value your feedback. Like, please let us know right. what you'd like to see in the future. Oh, you're angry. No, he. You're hitting the table. Oh, um, and you're also probably angry too. Uh, and uh, Kroger brand, even Brody, be a Brian. Why would they have Kroger brand at the Whole Foods? Even, no, they wouldn't. They, they ran out. I don't know that. 365 is a totally know. decent brand. They told someone to go down. Yeah, Mary, go down to Kroger. We are out of butter. Mary. Bring, bring back the butter. We'll put it in the Whole Foods. I don't know they had Kroger everywhere. I don't, I don't think they do. I don't think they do. It's <laughs> a really far errand. Anyway. And there's a, there's a way to contextualize that and you then say, so, but in the meantime, we're trying an experiment. We're going to do, we're doing the CNC mobile thing and we, we hope you're interested. Here's right. why we made it. Here's the we reason like we made games. it. We right. think that this is a cool thing. We like think about how to design these games a lot. We love playing them. Like there are ways to sell that and to sell the enthusiasm or to present the enthusiasm. Like if you want to think about it less. In, here's less, what we think is interesting about right. this like, rather than here's why you should be interested in it. Less cynically, there's someone at Bethesda whose job it is to be a salesperson and to be like, I'm going to sell these people the vision. One of their jobs is to put people in front of you who are not salespeople, but who are passionate about projects that they're working on and who can communicate that eloquently. And that's what happened there, where it's like, I don't care at all about Quake Champions. I wasn't a Quake player when I was young. I, I'm not now. But for that period of time, I could tell that that guy was talking about a community that he really liked, was talking about a game that he's worked on or has been in proximity to for a while. And that came across, and then that felt genuine from him. And it was a it was sort of a volley in a larger rhetorical, uh, a larger sales pitch, right? A larger rhetorical like uh, a, a fuselage, right? Like that's how that worked, and that's part of what makes that work. Whereas when I think about the EA conference, it's just a mess. It's just like even if I'm interested in genuinely really interested in, doesn't cohere into anything, and doesn't have that same like I, I still think that i like the anthem stuff more than most but like would have rather the anthem stuff be feel like the fallout 76 stuff here, which we'll talk about again in, in, in a little bit later the bethesda folks feel like they're interested in the thing they're selling which yeah. is never a thing you get at ea right ea is like fuck we just look here's the bullet point just go take yeah. it like we there's need, a degree we of like and this is this. ea right like i think at, you know I don't know how Bioware would handle it, but, like, this is, like, a consistent thing with EA specifically. Like, there's a world where you imagine, like, if Bioware was given a chance to, like, sell this game themselves, maybe they would do it differently. I don't know if that's the case. There's a thread on Twitter right now from one of the lead devs of that game that is just like, all right, let me explain what this game is beat by beat by beat Uh, because – which is like so That's frustrating. It's so frustrating. You can tell that that team is probably super frustrated. They're like, imagine them watching what? the Fallout seventy six thing, going, "Fuck, 100%. we this, could have done this." To be clear, this thread comes from before that, but that mm. the thread about Anthem, it like literally opens. Yeah, I mean, yeah I'm not thinking of his response as much totally. as like okay. it's, it's just illustrative. But it literally opens with him being like, "Here are the conflicts between these major factions. Here are the big picture ideas that were not present. They're called javelins. Here's what they like. It's really like, <sighs> yeah. oh." Oh, heartbreaking. And part of this entire pitch 
is holistic about Bethesda as a whole as right. well. And it did begin, interestingly, with a sort of uh, little package, a little video presentation about like work-life balance and the fact that, oh, look at all the different types of people who work at Bethesda and showing people going to yoga and running and having families and things like that. The, you know, the implication being our teams have work-life balance, so they make better games and they're more passionate about things. And, you know, passion being right. a word that is yeah. loaded, obviously, in this context. So talked about it, yeah. Um, that said, like, if you have work-life balance, you can bring more passion to your work. Like, in like the, in the, yeah, good, in the good version of that. Yeah. That is what they're selling here. That is absolutely, like, what they're selling by using that presentation. Yeah. And, and last year they had a similar video where, like, they had the families of people that work on those right. games. Or like they, and, they, like, and again, yeah. that is part of the, like, there is a there's a cynical way to look at this stuff, but I think there is like a deeply human, empathetic way to look at some some of their. I think it does come from a good place, right. even if it's part of a sales pitch. Like it is people who care a lot, seem to care a lot about the stuff they're making, and like they want to present like why they why they love this stuff as much as they do. And they were showing like service workers as well. They were showing like the guy, the cook, you know, in a kitchen right. at a studio, things like that that Which, were very like, all right. Yeah, but then we had, we added mm. a wrinkle to it. Yeah. Which is like Rob. Rob. Yeah, I was the wrinkle. No. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, that's great. Like show the service workers, but at the same time, like is the person working in your commissary a Bethesda employee with full like employee benefits, or are they a contractor with a different company that right. doesn't get any? I'm curious, yeah. like because it's it's like one is you're doing it for optics, really. Like yeah, it's a little bit of a gesture, but also it's mostly optics. The other is well, shit. Like that's kind of walking the walk. It is, and like, yeah. and guess what? Because Bethesda's better rich, it. right? Yeah. yeah. So like it, <laughs> they are like yes, they're rich. I know, I know. And so it's like if 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 you're showing that and it's just the optics. Then that's then even fuck off. more fuck insidious you because could. you have the money to you do could. it. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about games. Uh, not because we shouldn't talk about this other stuff. Right. But because we are going to continue talking about that other stuff throughout everything mm-hmm. else we do. Rage 2. Andrew WK plays. Yep. We got the party started. And yep. then we saw a quick Rage 2 like overview trailer and then like a gameplay session that I kind of had a little bit of trouble following to some degree. Same. It felt like they were trying to recapture the magic of the Wolfenstein trailer from last mm. year, mm-hmm. and it just completely fucking misfired. I mean, that Wolfenstein like, trailer is like an all-time good fucking trailer. But in terms of the like quick cuts, like what the hell is happening, and then like weird asides, like what what is this? Like it's it's funny, but also like unsettling. They're trying for those beats. But this time it just didn't work because there was no, I think, conceptual framework for what this game is or what it's trying to do. I wanted a person with a controller to play that game on stage. Yeah. To, like, explain, hey, you have powers. Like, there was one of those things in that trailer. So it's a first-person shooter. Yeah. Yeah, At the end of this trailer, it's a first-person shooter. Um, it, unlike something like Bioshock or, or, or uh, lots of other games that we've played in the last few years, Call of Duty or something like that, Far Cry, there are lots of enemies in some instances. It's very fast-paced. It looks a little bit more like Doom than like Far Cry 5. I was at 2. That's where my head is. Um, we were talking about Far Cry 2 this yeah. morning we with were. the cab driver. We sure though. were. We sure were. Oh, good. Um, yeah. uh, bright and colorful. Uh, lots of... Uh, Pink, lots of blue. At least that one faction has like lots of spray paint, and again, like pink and blue smoke. Um, lots of like big enemies that are like you know radioactive. It was a gender reveal party that went very wrong. <laughs> um, and and so after the kind of like big, here's what the world looks like, and the asteroid fell, and there's cars, and you could drive any car you want. There's gets into this gunfight. It's kind of a rolling gunfight through a kind of um, like a uh, the, the the outside of a building where there's like a bunch of 
I'm containers. Broke, shipping were they just shipping containers? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And it, then it was the very the aesthetically boring for a game yeah. that like is being pitched as like things are so zany yeah. and like the trailer was not particularly yeah. good at at showing like what is wild and interesting and diverse and uh, eclectic about this game. Like when it, I'm hoping. I'm, so I'm gonna you know see and play that game this week. I'm hoping doing that part maybe will convey a little bit more about. Like, where is the Avalanche Just Cause 2? Because it's from that team. Because right now it's Brink. Right. Oh. Right. Right. Brink. Oh. right. Which is, like, the another game that I wanted to be fantastic. That looked like it was supposed to be stylish and had some cool ideas, and then it was just a disappointment. Is that still free to play, or is that gone? Brink, really? Oh. Also, you play as a guy named Walker. In where's Rage the lie? <laughs> you play Walker, the last ranger. And every time it's like, Walker, huh? What? You, you, yeah, it was like Papa Bear. They called well, they, they I mean, made a character named Papa Bear, I'm suing. I mean, that, that's the vibe. That, you kind of get the vibe, though. Like, right? Walker is operating conditioned and yeah. is basically just puppet on a string. Like, I, I don't hope look so. At, because... Look at these punks. They seem harmless, but you need to murder all of them and get me that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, so. Backfire. Definitely just a backfire. Yep. One's backfire, yeah. two's gunplay. Uh-huh. <laughs> just one, so we're good. We've all seen Way of the Gun, right? Uh-huh. Continue. That was it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two's gunplay. Two's gunplay. Oh. Pop, fireworks. Pop, Those pop, are fireworks. Pop. Walker, uh, Last Ranger. Uh, yeah, that's the character. That's the bit. Uh, yeah, gets sent in places. Does seem to have, like, a handler who can't be trusted. Um, but then does get, like, a weird... Like force push attack power at the end of that trailer. I was like, show me that immediately. Show right. me, show me the tools. Show me the things that are fun to play with. Show me the toys. You know, and uh, I wanted more from that, but we'll see. Uh, hands on. I hope it's good. Yeah, they said it's coming out spring twenty nineteen. Again, I generally like a, everything that Avalanche does, so I'm kind of just hoping right now that the marketing has been sort of a misfire as opposed to the game itself. Totally. So, fingers crossed. Totally. Then that went into. Elder Scrolls Legends, the card game, right? Yeah. Um, which, again, has a community. That person seemed very enthusiastic. I don't know anything about that card There's game. There's a few community people leading yeah. sections of the presentation, which, again, is a nice contrast from the EA approach where, like, yeah. a community person's proper position is under a bus. <laughs> um, but, like, here they were allowed okay. to sort of take center stage. And... <laughs> is that from the David Cage thing? Is that where... <laughs> You keep community leaders. It's one of the paths. Okay, I see. Oh, boy. Um, can you get a DLC that makes it so that you can just redo it again and do the bad thing? <laughs> I want to exp- Oh, I want to talk about the DLC so bad, or that patch so bad, but it spoils a thing in that game, so mm-hmm. I won't talk about it. In that... No. You make a choice, and there's a... No. Stay on target. The Doom Eternal. out like two weeks. Doom Eternal. Hell yeah, Doom, Doom Eternal. Eternal. Talk to me about Doom Eternal. Well, it seems like Doom Hell on Earth. Um, they, we don't see any gameplay. They said they're going to show it proper at game at a QuakeCon, which is how they revealed uh, the uh, the first game, um, which so makes sense. Right. Um, that game's probably next summer or something like that if I had to uh, throw a dart. Um, but yeah, that team is super talented, and I've been extremely excited to see where they take that from here. It was a... Uh, it was weird and surprising and fun. That is and how you do the announcement when you don't have anything to yeah. show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's mm-hmm. how you. The, yeah, the the Jedi Fallen Order is like have just something like 
all honestly that... a logo would have helped Jedi Fallen Order, but like if they even if they just get, hat graphics, was logo on Was there a hat? Wasn't there a hat? Oh my! He was wearing a hat, but I don't say Jedi Fallen. No, it did not. It was dark. Though. I think it, it said black hat. And like, it I get respawn. it. Someone messaged me and was like, "That's a waste of time and money and resources." These are big publishers. Yeah. I'm not saying respawn should make those things. I'm not saying like take someone off of level design duty. No, to it's go, EA has a marketing department. Yes, this is what they, they do. Have this is what they do. Yeah. That's what yeah. those departments are for. It's what publishers are for. You go to somewhere like Rockstar. Rockstar's entire New York office is people doing that stuff. Right, doing video capture, doing editing, video capture, and, doing and motion graphics. Go read the yeah. the interview uh, on um, "Please Don't Die" from David Lewinsky. Interview oh, yeah, yeah. one of the people who did all of the video capture, all like the the uh, back of box art stuff for those games. Like people's jobs are to produce those things. Make one of those things get people excited because I think a version of that that would have had you know the Death Star rising and then a light like that's all something that gets so people light. talking about what your game might be and something, like all, well, and, so this and, so, and this trailer like doesn't say anything about what Doom's going to be other than showing some familiar enemies some enemies that weren't in the original Doom and then like cuts to like some skyscrapers and could, then like immediately right. makes you think oh like they're going to invoke actual Doom to Hell on Earth. And actually kind of make good so in a little bit of what that game did. And, and I think that there's a real material reason to do this, which is it can communicate tone. It can communicate atmosphere. It can communicate you know, some basic things, setting and, and focus and all that stuff. But there is something really powerful. We talk to a lot of game developers at conferences like these. And one of the things you hear again and again or you just see is how happy they are. They get to show their shit off they've worked on and that they can feel the energy and the excitement from people seeing their projects for the first time this isn't unique to video games this is talking to people who make movies this is talking to people who write stories this is talking to people who do anything like creative endeavors are often driven by the back and forth between audience and, and creator and to if i was on that team and what i got was like oh yeah my boss's boss's boss was like yeah it's set between episodes three and four and no one knows what that means. The dark times. The dark times. And the response was like, haha, he's a meme now because it went weird. That's not exciting. That's not, it doesn't make me feel good about the work I've been doing. Especially when you know that, like, oh, we're not actually going to talk about this game again in public right. for another fucking year. For another year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when you look at something like like the Doom Eternal uh, uh, reveal, I can imagine that team being like, yes, look, that's it. Oh, that looks so good. You know, like Jenny worked so hard on this little teaser. It looks so good. Like, Thank oh, you they, so much for Wait till they see it. the Easter eggs we put in there that like you know, people talk about what's exactly. actually going to be in this game. Exactly. And so like you go from and, – and just seeing people get hyped about it. Gives you that energy, lets you know that the work that you've been doing will have an audience, and like that's a material, real thing. And it's one of the it's one of the jobs of a publisher to support their studios and their developers. Right. Um, that game seems like it'll be hell on earth and cool, right? Yeah, like, I'm curious. Like mechanically, fucking... I don't. I, oh, oh. So yeah, my hope is so they they did say what happens if the Doom Slayer, which is the name given. To the mythological entity, the Doom Slayer, that the main exists, character, yeah, that exists within the Doom canon. So I read this story for Kotaku a couple of years back, where there's a way to connect all the Doom games, including Doom, like including Doom Three, uh, using Doom sixty four as a linchpin. Oh, and then it connects Doom one, two, three, six. Well, sixty four fits in between uh, two because sixty four takes place after two. To, I, and I, I don't remember all the specifics, but there's a cannot, there's a way to tie all the canon right. together with like things that are put in diary entries in the new Doom, and so I'm hoping this 
this new one acknowledges my my dream. Did you see the new thing with flat earthers? What? That they think they shot like, a rocket off they did recently. That. The polar thing. Did you see the polar no. thing? They think it's ice. They think it's a wall of ice at the end of the world, and there are other Earth like flat. This is Game of Thrones. Is that how that goes? No, no, no. no. But like, look, you zoom out and you're in space, and you like go over, and then there's another Earth flat. Like there's another. There are other Earths. No, they're all in the same polar field. Oh, but it's like if we flew up in the air and went over. I don't uh-huh. know, a hundred thousand miles or whatever. There would be another little. It's like it's almost like little ponds inside of. I know that's what you sound like. Yeah, when you talk about Doom sixty four, just go read my article. Make it all makes sense. It all makes sense. It it's all, all connects. I can't tell you how it all connects right now, but, but I, I can feel. But it. I know it connects. I can feel it. That's like the Zelda timelines, right? Uh, Nintendo finally was but like, that, all right. that's different because Nintendo has actually made an argument that's for true. that timeline being legitimate. That shit is it's, wild. It's actually off, yes. it's, yeah, yeah. That one so splits off with like three. Times. Yeah, there's three timelines. Its yeah, software yeah. has not acknowledged that like this Your is legitimate. Post? Yeah, they. I was Right, if it could talk to an outlet they do not talk to now, <laughs> now hopefully I they, they accept appointments for me. Right, maybe I can get some fucking answers when Finally. I go to see. When I go ask the Rage Two team, hey. you work with ID. I'm gonna print. Can I print out my article? Read this. Two questions for you, Todd. You one in a whiteboard. Is this a sequel to, to Doom sixty four? Two is that commissary worker a salaried employee? Want to talk about labor? And I want to talk about the end credit text to Doom 64 and how it makes certain implications about what the Doom guy did. I don't know why more people don't love us. Uh, <laughs> I don't know mechanically that I'm super curious what they do with the mechanics because I, I, I they can't they could just make another one of those. Mm-hmm. But I, I suspect that team has ambitions that are greater than just adding new levels, which is really what Doom 2 Hell on Earth was, was right, just right, right. more levels for Doom. I mean, there was, there was ambition there, but I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see where they take the game from here. Like, maybe it, it, that's a game that would benefit from some open spaces. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, where you're, going, you're, you're splitting off into levels, but I would love the idea of, it's not open world necessarily, because, like, tight level design is part of Doom to me, um, but that game included... Uh, verticality, verticality and movement. Sure. So there's like more emphasis on that stuff I think would really benefit that game going forward. So The way we talked about Ori at the beginning, I could imagine, not not fully in mm-hmm. that vein, but like you never have to touch the ground or right. for 30 seconds you could do incredible yeah, crazy like combat like up and down. And and shit like that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff totally. they could do uh, with, with a new cool, So I'm really, they're a very talented team and I'm I'm excited to be excited about Doom. Danielle. Yes, Austin. You've been prepared. Is your essay ready? So yes, patient and so good. I have been. You have. You are so excited I about this. I am extremely. I am so excited to have been in the room when you get to see new <laughs> prey content announced and yes. released today. I, I can't play it right now because I'm on a podcast. Right now. I apologize. I'm a professional. Thank you. I'm a professional. I'm here. Prey <laughs> Moon Crash. Yes. Tell me about Prey Moon Crash. All right. I, I feel like no, I... No, what explain what it is. Explain what it is. Oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, it's new DLC. Um, I think people wanted uh, story content, but it sounds like it is much more... Just talk about what it is, and then we'll, we'll okay. see okay. If, if that side of the room... <laughs> if we're still talking? If we're still talking. Let's All start right, with I understand. what it is. Uh, from what I understood, and I watched it twice, uh, it sounds like it is a sort of chapter uh, in the game, a new chapter in the game that takes place on the moon before the Typhon... Uh, Typhoid. 
before typhoid fever, <laughs> before things go completely to hell on the mm-hmm. station, because the prey of the game obviously took place on uh, the station itself, um, the Transtar Corporations. Yeah, yeah we've all we all beat this. All right, I, that's right. Uh, yes, some uh, of us of beat us. it better than others. I understand. Okay, I got well, the. I got all the. I got all the. I did all the quests. I did all of them except which, the one that bugged and I couldn't finish it because it was broken. I, I get so. it. I meant more like some of us fully explored this beautiful game and this all thing is turning nuance. you into a monster <sighs> you're not you're not winning over the table you Austin was supposed to be neutral I was he's, he's I was starting to pick a this side is a good argument and you're undercutting it fine it takes place on the moon mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds much more like a sort of procedurally uh, systems driven sort of chapter rather than necessarily roguelike like a right? story that chapter a that they, use? they used the term roguelike on right. that stage which was weird to that me that was right? part of the trailer was you know it's like or rogue, you would see combat, games. you would see death, and it says simulation restart, you know, 45, and yeah. something, implying that you're repeating, there's a repetition to, yes. to Moon Crash. Yes. Um, I think it sounds great and cool and good. They also uh, added New Game Plus. Yes, there's a New Game uh, Plus, which is awesome. Some sort of survival mode. Which sounded a lot like the way Alien Isolation maybe did and something And then like there was a third mode that they added. They announced Typhon Hunter. No, but there was something else. They added, it was like stuff that was like out today. It was included New Game Plus, yeah. Survival yeah. Mode, and something else. Whatever. There's, they added some new modes it to the game. It may have just been Moon Crash uh, itself. And then there's Moon Crash, and then, yeah, there's the Typhoid competitive mode. Yes, which Which will have... Uh, also, the, the, it's you versus five. One, because well, at this point... You're in. It's all. That, it's yeah, all I'm in. Um, and uh, you're infected. There's the v, the VR stuff they're doing, which actually sounds really interesting, yeah, like a VR a yeah, what is single that? player puzzle game. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That sounds great. Which, yeah, that sounds really yes, fucking cool. Um, some more details from the Steam page because this is just up now. It's right. Twenty dollars, which is that's substantial. A lot. That's substantial. Actually, yeah. Uh, you can get it with the original game for forty dollars total, which right. that makes that. Tip, mm-hmm. I'd pay Sounds forty dollars for Prey, even even. Oh yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. If yeah, you yeah, yeah. played Prey, forty dollars for Prey. If you like one deal. of, the, if you like those kinds of games, you should still play Prey. Um, uh, uh, some of the stuff just was not in that thing. Like I yeah. didn't know that you could play as multiple characters. You could unlock multiple characters who each have their own specialized upgradable skills. Awesome. Will you forge the path with the resource engineer Joan? Trade that wrench in for security officer Batia and his shotgun? Or will you choose the frail but gifted Andreas and his arsenal of psychic abilities? I like having multiple characters. Um, and then, and then, like you said, one of the things that's like, you're on a moon base, you're trying to get off, and every time you die, things in the world change. Enemy placement changes, loot placement changes. Um, and the example was like, this staircase was on fire in one. In this and one. Then and there was electrified. And then yeah, it was yeah. like, hazards can... Shut off different Change, things, yeah. and maybe you need, maybe you're, in this run, you're not going to have what you need to deal with fire as early. In this other run, you'll get the, whatever, the goo gun. Was that what it was? Glue gun? Glue gun. And so that you can climb things or whatever, right? So. Yes. It looks interesting. Yeah, all right. I like system stuff. You know I like system yes, stuff. I, I like, I like run-based games. Yes. Rob has a bad look <laughs> on his face. I feel like right. we have to let Why Rob, don't you guys talk and then well, I'm I will like, give I'm my like, argument. Actually, I'm mostly yeah, right. letting you two work That's it out. Because you're both, you both have in the Craig past. You, was you both, both stood up. our game of the year. Yeah, you both stood up at attention. Yes. And then when I, I felt a certain, like, I had my reaction to it, but I didn't consider that to be valid until I looked over at Rob. And I, he had a, well, you can explain. Yeah, like, during that presentation, it reminded me of, like, in the flashback in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, 
when like oh okay Rob's Fridow and wow. Hayden uh-huh. sort of look of at each other and they sort of like toast each other at yeah. Christmas, but they already know yeah. they're moving in different directions. And that maybe these are the last good times they're going to share. We ain't got to dream no more. Yeah. That's, that's from that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was me and Danielle, I think, during that during no, that presser. Rob. Uh, no, it was because what I wanted was more prey. Yeah. And for me, prey is a narrative-driven immersive sim. And so what I had sort of been building in my head was like, Oh shit, like we're gonna learn more about like the U family and like what was Transtar up to on their moon base yeah. and like how does that lay the groundwork for what happened uh, on the space station or how does it follow up uh, from what happened on the space station? And what we got instead was like pure mechanics divorced from that context, is at least how I'm interpreting it. And I'm less into that and yeah. I can't completely get over that disappointment. Now, admittedly, that's a like, Prey ran out of things to do with its mechanics that it let you play around with. Like, eventually you could sort of break that game. I can see where this could be really fun if they've sort of rebalanced around the full arsenal of things you can do. It seems like Prey. they've added some stuff as well. But it's not the more of that same great experience I fell in love with last year. It's... The expansion to pray that is possible right now. It's and not I death, hate living that fucking It's not reality. death of the outsider. Like, I yes. thought what we were getting was, yeah. was like, Prey's not getting a sequel. So, like, get over it. But we're going to fund the, like, last season. You get you you get your closure. We're going to give you a little more of this thing. And it's a, you know, it's a year later. And it's it feels just like another mode to the game as opposed to closure so to the it, game. It's it is like a pretty large it's a pretty substantial size. Twenty dollars is a lot of money. I know it is. I know. I'm not saying it's not. It is. I'm saying it's like four levels big that they've said. It's like as big as four levels. They four do, levels bigger than Fallout Three. Four <laughs> levels yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> infinitely replayable is exactly one of those phrases that I it's like it splintered in my mind when I heard it mm-hmm. because I know when I say infinitely replayable one, that means a lot of that's like a lot of warning signs go off because I've heard that shit with No Man's Sky. I've heard that shit with so many games. What does that Project. mean? What does that exactly. mean? Right. Um, but I've heard it a different way. And this is why I'm so curious about your argument, Daniel, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. you've made the case already that Prey or you made the case that Prey is already incredibly replayable. Completely. What brings you back to it? is the fact that even inside of this world that does not change, this world that does not have dynamic or, or procedurally generated or randomly rolled scenarios, you can milk so much from it. So tell me why this scratches that itch, despite not going into the story stuff that Rob is so excited about or would be so excited about, despite not talking a bit more about the alternate history stuff, etc. Sure. Um, I'll go into this saying I also would have loved a Death of the Outsider style totally. story DLC. Absolutely fucking lunatic. I would have really enjoyed that. Uh, I think the story and the characters in the world of Prey are incredible. I've already talked about this at length, obviously, but I think they're great and I think it's wonderful. And part of why I kept going into that game was because of that window dressing, because I loved being in that world, because I loved everything it said, and because the architecture was so insanely great. But you also just called it window dressing. Yeah, I did. Because, and here's my argument. 
pray. Are you a fucking lawyer or something? Like, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, you did just honor. call it window Cover dressing. Cover her phone. Cut, maybe I mean, recite it from memory. I'm fine. Saying, no, no, no. Here. I'm saying. No, here. You gave, here. No, no, no. Here. Fucking she you. gave me the phone. She I passed gave, over the phone. I, the phone I wasn't being a lawyer. I was saying, I was emphasizing. <laughs> You're okay. You're saying I was examining the witness. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Objection. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Which was it, Ms. Riendo? <laughs> if that's is it really window <laughs> dressing or is it aesthetic theming? Wow. No, really? I'm on. I, Thanks. Is it evocation of a place and time <laughs> or is it just dressing on a sales? Objection, window? Your Honor, badgering the witness. This is people who think all a movie is is a script. I agree. And there's it, a lot to it. There's a lot to shot selection. There's a lot to editing. There's a lot to framing and composition and mise-en-scene and all of it means something. And yet Austin is against art. I, yeah. it's not, I'm, I was it's all, setting her it's up. It's all window I was, dressing I was, if you boil tossing, it down. He's giving me I the was, pitch. I was tossing the ball so she could spike it because this right. focuses on the other stuff. Much like the Arboretum level where there are many baseballs. In the burrito? The burrito Yes, level. the burrito level Yum. where the typhoid and the goo gun <laughs> okay. all come together. All right, look. Okay, here Cannon. it is. Here's the argument in a nutshell. That Prey is an insanely great toy box. That it mm-hmm. is an incredible immersive sim yeah. because there are legitimately dozens of ways to go about not just a, a single problem or a single room or anything like that, but there are so many ways you can actually go about doing just about anything. Things that I didn't find in my first playthrough, like you could just upgrade your strength to such a degree that you never need to do hacking because you can just blow through <laughs> things. You can actually just blow through like those heavy boxes and, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Or the that's fact shit that, healing the guts. You don't need to find them. Exa- you don't need you him can. at all. You don't need that guy at all. Oh fuck that guy! That guy, that, that guy in the fucking Richard pipes. Dalton. I'm pretty sure that's his, his name. One hundred percent. If it's not, it should be. Richard Dalton is the he's a lawyer personification <laughs> of the Bethesda press conference that wasted your fucking time. Richard Dalton. Exactly. He had the butter. <laughs> he had the butter the whole time. He was Brody. He wasn't Brian Jr. Kroger. <laughs> I think this is a good case. Yeah. I genuinely do. This is playing to those strengths. It, well, is, it is using the aesthetics, obviously. It's using, I, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of story to this. There's going to be some sort of story. I hope. I'm, I, I can't assume that. I okay. really can't. Right. Because 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 they we, showed none of it. Because they showed none and of it. And they said nothing about a story. And because the Steam, the Steam, uh, uh, page for it does have a subset se- section that does right. say story and it's like this guy's stuck on the the station and he's running right. the kind of whatever. story the alien isolations dlc that was along these lines at least yes. that sort of survivor lines had a premise it had some characters it had some context right, right, right. totally yes. okay. this feels like context based on what this is now yes. i hope there we'll, we'll get home right and then we'll find out actually like there's some cool narrative shit totally. happening there here. There could be. Because there's no reason you couldn't do that over right. the series of thing. And then I'm willing to like jump in on this and like I think see so I'm willing to do yeah. it even without because here's the thing that I'm excited about. Yes. That I didn't have what you have here, right? Which is you've been playing through Prey over and over again yes. for a year. And you push yourself to try new builds. Yes. I find a build that works well, and then I break the game with it, and then I'm done. I play through because I want to absorb the story content. I want to absorb the world. There are games that are that are built in such a way to encourage me to play with the sandbox. It's why I love Far Cry 2 so much. It's why I love Dragon's Dog. Because I love trying out new builds. Really well, in the actually. Breach does yeah. that super well. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want to try these different combinations of different mechs. So it does happen sometimes. But Prey didn't do it for me that way. Okay. What this mode does have is characters which will have different traits which will for and and 
random loot spawns and stuff like that will force me to break out of the same cycle, the same set of, the same loop that I just did again and again and again because I dealt with every problem that I had. We were just talking about how I don't like Red Faction Guerrilla as much as most people because it doesn't encourage me to actually use a lot of the tools it has because I found a, a system that just dealt with 90% of the problems. So anytime that a game like this can turn me into a Daniel Rando <laughs> and yeah. say, hey, actually, all you have is the wrench, the glue gun, and this one psychic ability that you completely ignored because you were doing the other one, that sounds good to me to force me to play some, with some of those systems. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good toy box. I thought Red Faction Guerrilla's model of labor and anti-state insurgency <laughs> was pretty juvenile. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. Uh, but... You know, it, what did just occur to me is, and this is me arguing against myself, um, you know what was cool in Bioshock 2? The, well, the mode where it was just like, defend the little sisters. Oh, where it was like God, that part yes. of the game, it was just like, okay, here's like one of the more like, systemically complicated interactions, events that happens mm -hmm. within the game. We're just going to make that an entire mode and you just do it again and again. And I'm like, that was cool, that worked, and that was way smaller scale than anything of Prey is going to do. Can I counter my own argument to talk about why that yeah. appeals to me in a way that this doesn't? I love the world of Prey. I love the characters of Prey. I love, in abstract, the abilities of Prey and even some of the loops. I love recycling things. Mm -hmm. I love turning, finding resources and turning them into new things for myself. I didn't like ever... I, I didn't like playing Prey. I liked the puzzles... In this abstract sense. I liked finding solutions to them. I never liked executing the solutions. It just and I'm not I'm not saying other people shouldn't have if had good times that's, with it. Right. But I didn't like the I didn't I physically was it not enjoying like it didn't feel good to win fights. It didn't feel good to shoot the dart gun at the button to open <laughs> the door. It didn't feel good to make a glue gun uh, ladder to climb up and do the jumping puzzle to get into the grate. And like that is why Whereas in Bioshock 2, the Fending the Little Sisters thing is like, oh, this is the core competency of the game, is the action, is like the, the action sandboxes, and we can build a mode around that. I might go home and play this prey mode and be like, oh, actually, you know what? There's enough here that's, that's ticking the, the yeah. flip, you know, whatever it's doing. It's scratching the itch, and I'm enjoying it. But I worry that that core stuff was like I shot so many things with that pistol I solved so many puzzles by by using whatever weird I, I found so many mimics using the psychic eye thing to reveal mimics and it never felt good to me and I just want I wish that any doing stuff felt good so when I say I'm split on this I genuinely mean it because I think your argument is so good for why this is a good way to experience an immersive sim I would love this immersive sims, this mode in other immersive... In Dishonored? Are you fucking kidding me? Where I love the feeling of jumping. I love the feeling of blinking. I love the feeling of using all the new abilities. I would love a mode like this to just go through Death of the Outsider stuff. Let me go through that bank a thousand times and let the bank be different each time. And let me like deal with different shit because the toys are so fun for me to play with there. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And maybe if I play with the toys more, if I play with new toys, maybe I'll find the ones that work for me in Prey. I have two very small supporting arguments as well. Absolutely. In this. One being, this might be the thing that shows people that that's what that game actually was. Sure. Like playing yeah. with these ridiculous toys that are incredibly fun and really varied and awesome. And the other one being, I just played, you're talking about Bioshock 2, I just played Bioshock 1 again, and I talked about it on the podcast. The challenge rooms that they sort of added in, that they just sort of threw right. into the PS3 version that are now in the sort of collector's edition, whatever it is that I, that I played, 
were incredible and fun and they were clearly a ton of development time did not go into them right there were sort of three challenge rooms two of which yeah. were sort of scenario yeah. puzzles and they were incredible and i loved them and the last one i didn't think i would like so very much was just combat but it was all different scenarios of mm. combat just spider splicers in this area just big daddies or just a certain combination of enemies in each uh sort of room and that was so much fun and it made me realize again also like oh i really like playing with these right. toys and i really like being encouraged to play with these toys so that's part of why I saw this and I didn't immediately balk, like no, no story content. I was like, oh, that's a Bioshock challenge room, but with maybe right. some more resources pumped into it. And that was awesome. That nice. is fair. So there you go. All right. Good free conversation. <laughs> that's going to do it for us. No, it's not because we still have so oh, much God, more to go I'm through. You're going to take me home. We'll, let's, let's, we, there's still more between. Mm-hmm. We're not even there yet because we still have Wolfenstein, Atomic Blonde Edition. Oh, yes. Atomic Blonde's Edition because it's twins. Uh, Wolfenstein, Youngblood. Good name. Takes place in the 1980s. You were playing BJ and Anya's twin daughters. At least 20, 25 years. It's, they said it's set in the 80s. I don't you know. see there's a sign somewhere that says like, and a year. Where, yeah. yeah. Where, where does uh, It looked German, but that I realized. No, where does the new Colossus end? What year? 62, 60. maybe? That was after that. Because it was like. Yeah, because it's very like, especially with the like the Black Beatles Liberation and the black, characters yeah. are, are much more later six. It's seventy, isn't 60s, it? Sixties, right? No, it's sixties. Like late sixties somewhere. Sixty-eight. I think it's sixty-eight. I'm pretty sure that would be yes appropriate historically in some yeah. interesting ways. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, this is the 1980s. Well, it has to be longer because these are these are they are not they're in their twenties. They're not twelve. Yeah, they're right. not like so, kids. Yeah. yeah. So either it's they're later adults. in the 80s or that game ends in the early 60s. Sure. Regardless, they're adults. Yeah. Yeah. And they're here to fucking punch some Nazis. Oh, I did not expect to fuck Pete up some Hines. Nazis. Pete Hines to say, fuck up some Nazis. Yeah, Pete. And also continue our mission to, what is it? Let you kill Nazis on every possible platform? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm here for it. Yep. I... I We'll play more Wolfenstein. I really liked it. I don't know what the they, scope of that thing they pitched is. It as a, Solo plus a co-op, co-op experience, but yeah. yeah, the one that you could play on your own. But like, it was meant to be a co-op thing. But it's yeah, it's coming out in 2019, and certainly see more than an expansion. They put out three DLCs for right. the new Colossus, which we're not we're right. not particularly good. So I never went back. to I can imagine this being a Death of the Outsider style, mm, like yeah. sizable but not full length. Yeah, something to put out in between the proper sequel, you know, yeah. that they've said to, to kind so of now I'm out curious because if they're that far ahead in the future, yeah, what is next? They said this is pushing the story forward, so I wonder if this will then function as like a bridge, right? right. So it's like this comes out in 2019, and then 2020, you know, is the the you know the finale the of games this. brings yeah, that yeah. that whole thing home, um, and it'd be cool if uh, like Young Blood like. I'd love to see a huge jump in time. Like, we can leave BJ behind. Totally. Like that, I don't think there's a reason he has to be part of the third one. They should bring his story. Like she, they can bring his. Like if Youngblood is sort of like we find out what happened to BJ without playing BJ a third time, mm-hmm. and then I don't know, maybe one of the, the, the sisters dies or something, and like that's I don't know. Or they don't have to. They could both live. They're and both right, awesome. They're both around. Yeah. Where right. did second armored suit come from? I don't know. Good question. Yeah. They fucking dug one out. It's true. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for more of machine games. Make whatever you want to make. Uh, I didn't get my Evil Within DLC. Where's that? Right, totally. There's oh, an Elder yeah. Scrolls Online like Werewolf DLC coming. That's uh, that's like the next big thing uh-huh. there. And a big just like love letter to Elder Scrolls Online fans and stuff. Yep. Like, yeah. which is cool. I always want. I want to play more of that game. 
I just, I've heard people like. Well, you said people like it, and then I, I've, I, I've, I've, I have heard that game makes a lot of money. So, right. so between the two, there's that means more probably because people it. like it, right? That's the yeah. I mean, right. people aren't being tricked into playing it. Totally, one hundred percent. Right? No, exactly. So they finally did it. They finally told people what Fallout seventy six was after weeks of teasing and repeating the same really kind of bold. Uh, Four times as big as Fallout Four. That's such a twice weird way to frame at the Microsoft it. press conference and then at their own. I'm press still not conference. happy about that. I'm still not happy about that particular framing of it. But they showed. What it. does that even fucking mean? It means nothing given what that game is. It's a bigger box. It's a bigger box. There's not oh colonies cool. out there already. Do you know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean that there are four megatons. What's in the box? There's not. You know what I mean? Like anyway, um, Fallout 76 co-op survival or no multiplayer survival game. Mm-hmm. You can play with your friends. It can be played co-op. There will always be other players from what we can see. It doesn't look like there is a mode where it's just you and it's your friends. It's online only. It's online only. It is online only. But specifically, it's not thousands or hundreds of players. It's like... Dozens. Dozens. Which is like under great, 100. Which is 100%. Right? So if you think... Battle let's Royale. Say, let's say, let's say, a, oh, is this a slow Battle Royale? If you think I mean... If you think 100 players on a map four times the size of Fallout 4... Yeah. I love that. Because then it means running into a player... Is a, like a, it's a major event, right? Um, in a way that you know these, uh, you know, if but we're using if we're using battle royale as a framework, like that encourages tension and combat at, at like at a fast pace. This would be like you could conceivably play for a dozen hours and never see someone based on. But I don't know how. Yes. No, I don't imagine know. if you're in like your own holler and like building up a camp, and you realize like somebody's just over the ridge, like <laughs> doing the same thing, but you've never seen each other. You just yeah. like, right, but they're like. Moving up the hill toward like your ridge line, and suddenly it's a whole like weird neighbor thing. Oh man! I but I don't know like, how shit. this game like <laughs> does this game uh, encourage emotes. tension or I mean like so I'm no? Saying, like, how does it encourage players? Does it encourage players to move towards each other, or is it all incidental? And then it's just what happens. Here's where I feel like there's some degree of incidentality, which is he used the term Todd used the term soft core survival, Mr. Howard, Mr. Howard. Mm-hmm. If you're nasty, uh, big rod Todd. Sorry, what was that? Big Rod Todd. Big Rod Todd. Yeah. No, he uh, showed up with the last two announcements. He did. That yep. was, that was it. He wasn't, that's he, when. That's when Big Rod Todd was uh, really anointed. Uh, when you die, you don't lose anything. Right. That's such a departure mm-hmm. from games like Rust or Ark, other games that are in this vague shared space of of kind of multiplayer crafting survival games. Um, lots of showing players working together, posing together for a photo mode shot, fighting, music, playing music together, <laughs> which is like, I'm dead serious that that's appealing to me in a real way. After playing so much Sea of Thieves, you're playing Starbound, where you could do that. I love playing music in multiplayer games like this. Um, building stuff together, lots of building. The, the big pitch, the pitch in this game is, it is a fall game in which it's 20 years after the bombs drop. You, the door, or maybe it's more than that, but it's, it's, I don't remember the time. It hasn't been as long as it probably should have been. Right. The door's open. You go out to West Virginia to recolonize West Virginia. Manifest destiny. <laughs> it is the it is the tricentennial or whatever, right? It is the, yeah. the 2076. And you're going out to bring back America, goddammit. Plantations all right. and all. Oh, boy. Let's talk a little bit about the aesthetics and what's presented in this game. Like... Because here's here's my growing here's the thing that makes me uncomfortable about Fallout seventy six a little bit from the presentation mm-hmm. the opening like 
the guy in the um, well, it's not Brother to Steel armor because they don't exist yet, but like the no, U.S. Army armor, the U.S. right, the U.S. Army, yeah, armor, right. Watching the bombs fall and just like you know dying in the fallout and getting covered over with the earth. But does this game realize that that version of America were the bad guys? Like it was a I mean, like, maybe, but we not. It feels like there are less vectors than ever to communicate that in a game like this. So again, it's a, it's a survival crafting game. You're the first vault to open, which means that outside of theoretically some ghoul colonies and some super mutant camps, there aren't other people out in the world. Mm-hmm. Because the, as far as we know, as far as we understand the mythos and the, the rule set of the setting of Fallout, the people in the world came out of the vaults and created you know, kind of asymmetrically in a number of waves and slowly filtered into the rest of the world. As far as I remember, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there were some other private bunkers and, and things like I that. I think some of the people in, in in the American West, at least, like Shady Sands and stuff, yeah. they have no recollection of any vault dwellers. Okay. Like, so there are people who lived. Okay. But... Totally. So maybe... But from what we've seen, we didn't see quest givers. Part of the pitch was everyone that you meet is another real person. Which means you're not going to find Megaton or Diamond City or New Vegas, obviously. You're not going to find these sorts of locations of quest givers. But there are quests. Right, but that can mean a lot of things. That's what I... Right, but that, that, I guess I will say that is one remaining question. Mm. They answered a lot of they, questions. Right, they did not... They, but, they like, not. one thing was, that, like, they, you know, Todd Howard, you know, came out and said, you can play this solo, you don't have to play with friends, like... We're clearly encouraging you to play with other people, but yes. you can play this by yourself. There are quests for you. There's totally. a story to follow. And I'm just wondering, just because you say there's a story to, to follow that and a quest mean, to do, right. what does that mean? Right. And right. so and so when I say that there's less vectors to do the sort of critis- the kind of critical look at what America was, the way that Fallout's one through New Vegas did, three less than the others, let's say, um, is that there's no ten penny tower. Right in Fallout Three, one of the early quests that you that you have is you you locate this kind of last bastion of true human civilization in which it is a it is an old hotel called Ten by run by a guy named Mister Tenpenny who hates ghouls, even the ones who are uh, who are fully you know basically humans just with who, who have been damaged by yeah. the radiation and uh, the bomb blasts. Um, who like wants you to clear out local. Uh, sentient, sapient ghoul colonies, uh, ghoul, not even colonies, ghoul, like, civilizations, communities, um, and then ends with you nuking someone. And it's it's very clearly framed as this, like, deep... I mean, it's framed that way because it's, like, negative 100 karma because this game has a karma system. Uh, and it's like, this is a bad thing that you're doing. Hey, you're repeating the sins of the past. Hey, look, you could have... We, we could have built them to look like anything. We made them look like us, right? Like, we, you could have made the... the you, a wasteland is an opportunity not just a place to re-embed the same failures that were already in place. And is there a way to do that in a game that doesn't have NPCs as far as we as far as and we've seen in their Fallout, outside of Fallout 76 is also explicitly being like, but nukes are cool. Well, right? right, yeah. Like, it goes, yeah, there was someone yep. on, someone on Twitter that like explicitly pointed out like the contradiction of like Fallout 3, Megaton is like, of anything any decision you make in that game is like com- communicates a morality about like the ethics of the wasteland. Right. It's like, you know, and, and instead in 76, it's like, nukes are a reward explicitly. There's no, 
at least from far as we know, like there's not like something you get for not getting the nuke and deciding to not bomb somebody. Well, like, it's all about 76 is all about nuking and then like you get better loot. Right. Nuking is rewarded with better loot. And one of the funny things there is like is nuking one of the is me asking is nuking the one way to make someone actually suffer in this game because mm. there's no permanent loss otherwise. I mean, right? that's where your head went immediately. Well, yeah, like, is there... Is and you were into it. Well, well, yeah, well, like, if the game... You know, these these games inherently have, like, some a measure of, like, trolling and griefing because there's player interaction. The it's like, the that, first thing that they show before the... Like, it's all about cooperation. And it's immediately one player killing another player by shooting right. them in the head. So it's like, are they going to prevent you from, like, hitting player bases? Like, is there going to be a way where the things that you can bomb are, like identify our locations on a map as opposed to just I'm going to drag it over to X because we scouted out this fucking camp and we're going to blow it up because that would seem to go that that would that doesn't seem that would shock me if they're going to let you do just blow up someone's camp they spent the last hundred hours building right but like they should let you blow up the camp (laughs) (laughs) or like is it is it just going to be a thing where it's like you know one of the things they said is oh you can move your camp anywhere on the map like you can you kind of just have like a camp robot or like a camp workstation and you just take that you like move that anywhere else on which the map, is cool which is cool which is like as someone who enjoyed the building in fallout 4 for its own sake right. not because it tied into anything else in that game right. well like that's what that game was missing was some way for that stuff to matter in a real way i'm excited about the idea of like oh yeah i could build like a cool like a, a kind of terraced hilltop uh um, like multi-tiered like camp and 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 like little mini town or i could go into the valley or i could go over here near this waterfall like that stuff does excite me so you could build all sorts of cool shit uh in that environment from what we've seen um and i already like it just because you could do it and i really like the notion of being like man this place fucking sucks i'm gonna get out of dodge these people are moving in nearby this whole neighborhood went to shit i'm getting out robot (laughs) yeah robot i'm moving over here near the weird in the weird city or whatever um environments look good uh, they pretty do. looking yeah. game. Yes. Pretty looking game. They said new lighting model, new rendering model, new third thing that I've already forgotten. Um, ray casting. New ray casting. <laughs> sure. sure. Why not? Why Ray's Howlin' casting. Ray's Howlin' Ray's casting. Yeah. Casting. Um, and and I think here's the other thing. It's like so. I think that the the kind of thematic stuff that we've been going in on is serious for me as a fan of the series and as a fan of like games that aren't just like rah rah America rah rah. Right. Don't think about things. Um, but I will also say that as a pitch, going back to this question of like, how did you sell this thing? How did you explain this complicated change? This felt like such a contrast to Anthem, which we talked about yesterday yeah. about how does a company that's known for doing one thing convince their fans that just because they're going to go do this other thing, they're not leaving them behind. And in fact, that this new thing might be actually pretty good and they should give it a shot. With Anthem, that they made the pitch to fans of Destiny likes, fans of the division. They were making a pitch that was and like Bioware fans were left going, Okay. Okay, who what can about I kiss? who can I kiss? Where's the what are the characters? Who are the factions? What are all of that other stuff? Like there's so many reasons why you like Bioware games. We've had two reveals and neither of those things are clear. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and now there's a Twitter thread about it, right? right. Like And it's in like and like crucially, they had uh you know, Bioware lacks this without a sort of a Casey Hudson, right? Like, a, Todd Howard is, like, this very recognizable face yes. for Bethesda. People, 100%. like, know who he is. He is, 
he's he's charismatic, like he can be funny, like and he, but at least he's a he's a cipher, like he's a he's a symbol for. I mean, we skipped part of this. Like people know Todd Howard well enough that people know that Todd Howard bringing Skyrim onto every platform is a joke enough yes. for them to do this very funny Alexa bit. Uh, Michael Keegan Key, right with Michael yeah. Keegan, right exactly. <laughs> so like that that helps a lot. And so, but like Anthem or Bioware has Casey back. They had or they could people. bring someone they out. Had like Todd, up on the Todd stage. is very good at this, but there's no reason that someone else couldn't have functioned in the same capacity. And, and Todd, Todd is special because of the history that Bethesda has and like the success they've had in the last like ten to fifteen years. But there's no reason a different person could. You just needed someone to come out, be honest with an audience. Walk them right. through in like it's a, the walking through that would be even that is the yeah. right. Todd literally walked around up and down a stage. <laughs> right. He did, spoke for a while. Spoke for a while to set. He set up. 100%. Here's what this thing is, and now we've got these vignettes, these little doc, like you know, these little snippets. It's going to show you, and then I'm going to explain. And I'm going to explain it, and then and then we're going to take next a pause, yep. and we're going to move on to the next right. thing. And that was it. Was and we're building up the pillars of this game at the same time. Like all right. You've got a lot of, like, even just saying, you have a lot, of, have questions. A lot of questions. I One, you can play this game solo, yeah. and, like, you can do it on your own. Yep. And, like, answering a fundamental question that people have about that game, even if that's probably, like, a poor way to play it, it's answering it saying you can do it. Totally. And it's just answering these very basic questions that put a, a framework in mind for people to think about what this game is and start answering for themselves, is this for me or not? Yep. Because then there's a lot of people, even with Anthem, are like, I love everything Bioware has ever done. And even though I don't really like Destiny, I trust Bioware, so maybe I'll go on this journey with them. But there's still not enough information for you to make a calculated decision on whether you, you know, you, you're going to go down that path with them. And I think at the end of today, even though you have questions about the story 100%. and the crossing step, I think you can come to a fairly – and there's going to be a beta – that also was helpful yes. to say, like, yo, come check this thing out for free. And if you hate it, then just move on. But, like, so they answered all of these things that put in a framework for Fallout fans who, like, I want Fallout 5. This is not Fallout 5. Right. But now I know what it is. I wish they had done any of this two weeks ago mm-hmm. when pre-orders opened on this thing. Yes. Because there are going to be people who were like, oh, new Fallout, pre-order, right. disengage. Sure. And then that game comes out or they find out in however many months – the build-up has been bad. It's bad. But if you were to... The actual pitch was good. Right. I think for a, uh, a sizable portion of the audience, like, this may be their first actual encounter right. with the game. And if you were to Google it, this is what you're going to come up totally. with in the months ahead. And, like, this is, like, a very reasonable, thoughtful explanation of, like, what would people ask if we were making a new Fallout totally. that was different than what we've done before? I also think there's probably a best of both worlds from between the multi-person thing that Anthem tried to do and then this, in which... You know, it, it's great to have Todd. People know Todd. It would be cool to have someone who wasn't Todd who was working on this game yeah. come out and be like, hey, I'm building the the uh, the probably camera mostly stuff. more focused on Starfield than he is, on, he is on this game. To have but he's a people, trust. But like, if he came out. out and he's like, yo, let yes. me set this let me up. Set it up. Now let me introduce so-and-so. the director and that, of this game. And then game. that person comes out and goes back to Todd and then Todd can throw it back. There's a right. version of that in which you have a story person, you have a, a, a right. design for a, you know, a systems person, blah, blah, blah. That would be great. Um, but then there's the other half of this, which is the other reason why you have the fans, the tradition, the person who's like, man, this isn't Fallout 5. Right. Man, this is Like the end of this pitch, you could have said, this game probably isn't for me. Like, I probably won't play this game outside of like the streams right. we do, right? Like, and I'll probably have a ton of fun on the streams that we do, but it's not going to be the game that like at 10 o'clock, I've got two hours to myself. Like, I'm probably not going to play Fallout 76, unless it turns out. The story stuff is more substantive than what's been pitched. But, like, if 
the way it was not emphasized here gives me an inkling that right. probably it's not it's it's there, but it's not what I'm looking for from a Bethesda Game Studio game. And so if you come to the end of this and go, shit, like some people, a lot of Bioware fans are probably thinking right now, like they're not making the game that I want. They didn't come out and say, what are we doing with Dragon Age? Right. And so that's the thing is yeah. and Bethesda, Bethesda did the thing that the EA should have done, which is like, hey, you know, we know you're excited. We know that that you want to hear more. Like, we don't really have more right now. Here is just Elder Scrolls Six. Here is Starfield, a game that's been an open secret for so long that it's wrapped back around to being like... Maybe it's actually fake. Fake, yeah. And then there was like a mobile trademark that's like, fuck, maybe it's a mobile game. Right. Starfield real. Starfield is real. You said Big Rod Todd. Big Rod Todd. You were in space? Oh my god, I'm excited about this space stuff. It was a little bit of a fuck you to Mass Effect. Oh yeah, I feel like that was, a, that was a real the like the like the sun with coming these over globes, the, yeah, beautiful celestial uh-huh. globes. You know, I'm super curious about what that is. I'm very excited about going to a new fictional world. Yeah, uh, a new new proper nouns. They get me. I like proper nouns. Tell space. me about whatever Zoglorgs, bibliotechnicians, bibliotechnicians, Zoglorgs, and bibliotechnicians. Who are the Zoglorgs? We'll find out in Starfield. Oh. <laughs> That's my point. I don't know yet. That's what makes it exciting for me. I know who the Elcor are. I don't know what the Anthem of Creation is yet. I like proper nouns. I'm that dude. Um, you know, no Goblin, the studio. They're like, no more go- all Goblin, Austin Walker. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like that's that. The fact that they were able to say, hey. And also, we don't have news on when these are coming in any way, but we have new stuff for people who like single player. Here's the RPGs. next like five to seven years of this company. Like who mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Like, we we have no sense of the scale. If these are in product, you know, they're probably more in the pre-production, like early production right. phase. Starfield probably ahead of Elder Scrolls. That right. they were rolled out in a very specific way. Todd has said in the past that. They have they had several major uh, Bethesda game studios games in production, and that Elder Scrolls was a game that required new technology for them even to think about doing it. Also, as we were talking privately while we were watching the stream, I think Elder Scrolls Online, as sort of a persistent, endless sort of Elder Scrolls game, fundamentally reshapes what even an Elder Scrolls game yeah. would be. Where if like Elder Scrolls Online exists, what even is a new Elder Scrolls game? Like, so I don't know, but it was it was a really it was a really heartwarming way to like communicate to your fans, like, "Hey, what's up? Here's what we're doing." Because it's all, and it's also the antithesis of like how like Bethesda also uh, whatever you th- like. I didn't like Fallout Four at all, right. but I still trust that studio to the degree that like when they say we're making Starfield, we're making Elder Scrolls, like I trust that they are, and I trust they are going to make those games right. with like. Whereas, like, you know, look at Microsoft and, like, Scalebound and stuff like that. Like, these days, it's like, when you announce a game, like, I don't necessarily trust that game is going to come out. But, like, I trust that, like, they're going to ship both of those games. Maybe a long time. may take a while, but, like, they're going to make those games. And Rob had a good point, right? Which is, you announce them, can't leak them. Is that not <laughs> you? That wasn't me. Who said no, that? that was a guy was on Twitter. The- Shout out to Twitter. Thank Shout you, out to Twitter. guy on Twitter who said. Rob- <laughs> Thank you, Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I am uh, at Rob Zachney on Twitter.com. Shouts to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you. <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joel. Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades is the last thing that came in between these. It mobile game. Yeah, it it's a mobile, mobile I mean, game. we should have known something was up when 
It's like you're not gonna end a mobile game. You folks are too smart. Yeah. But even that mobile game presentation, I'm not gonna play that game. But it was a smart presentation of. I feel like a bad person. Uh huh. Because I was like, hell yeah, Elder Scrolls Fallout Shelter, and it wasn't that. And I was like, <laughs> fully featured RPG. Mm. <laughs> but then, but then I was like, I can play it in portrait mode on the bus. Oh. Ooh. But that was again. 100%. That was it. Like. That was such a relatable 100%. moment, like that showed both that there was it. It, it shows the attention to detail. Also, he made a jerk off joke. He did. Yeah, he did. Todd got dirty. One hand, play with one hand. He, he is Big Rod Todd, also known as uh, Hot Bod Todd, Funny Man Todd, according to Danica. So, he's a man who wears many hats. I feel he like does. Big Rod Todd is fetch. <laughs> I like it. It just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Big well, Rod Todd. Big Rod Todd. Um, yep. Metal Wolf Chaos. That's the only thing you need to know about Devolver. Right, yeah, Devolver. We don't need to talk about Devolver. Metal Wolf Chaos. About Metal Wolf Chaos. That thing go. was weird. I'll say this about Devolver. I think that thing would have worked better if the day's press conferences hadn't been mostly so good. Right. Like, 100%. That's actually yeah. true. Last if this year, was just after EA. If this had been after EA, I'd have been like, fucking nailed them. It would have worked. <laughs> Oh shoot! Because that was yeah, that was a better response to EA than any other. Yeah, response. yeah, totally. could have worked. Um, it was weird. It was a weird one. I wish that lady hadn't gotten shot so I many like, times. I like that actress though. She's she was good. She's rad as hell. Yeah, she was funny. She was funny. There's some stuff there. Metal of Chaos is real. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah, from Soft later this year. Is that the only from Soft? Is that it? Are we out of from Soft? You see any from Soft tomorrow? Had, you know, I, I can't imagine there's more from Soft. What's oh, exactly now? Now about? there's. Nah, that's some scuttlebutt going around, and maybe there's more games that are... Sony had said there's going to be four games at the That is what they said. And now it sounds like there might be... I've heard something else. I've definitely heard other stuff there. Yeah. It's in the time since. Something I think, somebody... I think there are four, ga- four games. Sony games. But then there are trailers breaking up Four things. games. Yeah. Got four it. Four games. Four games. Four... Interactive entertainment. Video games. Mm. See, that's God, okay. they're not words anymore. They're just sounds. Games. Typhoid. 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 Gotta get that typhoid. Typhoid Todd. Scum didn't Juju's look gonna be on the show Scum didn't look great. Um, I mean, Scum looks... It's, it's one of those. It's one of those survival... It's like super intense. We saw at PAX... For like two seconds. What if PUBG was quap almost is how it feels. That's like. great. Wow. What if PUBG was quap, put it on the box, ship it. There was a third thing there and I already forgot what it was. That makes me feel bad. Oh, it was that thing with the guns. Pedro. Yeah. Something. They didn't really show Serious Sam, did they? I didn't see it yeah, at all. It, yeah. Weird. That's here. I'm seeing that game. So. Cool. Have fun. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah. We have to edit this podcast. I got to edit this. Um, we will be back tomorrow with more. Tomorrow's another big day. Oof. Less no. big in terms of having to leave the house, which is nice. Well, except for I, I got to leave the house. Yeah, well, pretty we, early. We tagged off. And we, Rob was out of the house at like 8. What time did you leave this morning? 7.15. Right, oh, can we, can we I admit a thing? Yeah. Can huh. we admit a thing, Rob? At like nine, like eight forty-five, we were getting ready to leave. So you got up, you went in the shower. I went for a twenty-minute run, come back, and I woke up this morning at a little before seven, and then was like just kind of futzing on my phone uh, in my room. 
I got up and I, I never heard you leave. You, you left like a mouse. Like a fucking ninja. Yeah. New from soft game. <laughs> Tenchu Rob. Rob Tenchu Zachney. There it is. There it is. Um, and Can we- you get this big man across this hardwood floor <laughs> without okay. waking his yeah. housemates? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we were like, wait a second. Did Rob? Oh, no. Did Rob set the alarm right? <laughs> Is Rob still on East it was Coast eight, time? It was 8.40, and I was like, what, what time was that event? Was it like 8.30? And we looked. It was, it was 8.30. 8:30. Yeah. Well, no, it was 8.15. And, and I was like, Patrick? I would have knocked on your door for a while. And I was like, how many knocks before I go in? And I settled on 10 knocks. And he shouted. He was like, he's, he's gone! gone. <laughs> it was very good. We were happy. Quick thing about the 8.15 appointment. Yeah. This is a good move by Patrick. A couple yeah. weeks ago, he's like, Rob, do you want to see Ubisoft's uh, Games of E3 get hands-on? It's a good thing. Nothing's really been announced. Do you want to do that? I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And you're like, cool. 8.15 in the morning work? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bodied. Uh, tomorrow is Square Enix, Ubisoft, <laughs> PC Gaming I Show, know. which I'm curious about because that's yeah. been slowly getting better and better each yeah. year. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard there should be some cool yeah. stuff there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Keep and expectations then, in check, but there should totally. be like uh, some legit uh, games. And then Sony. Uh, so we'll watch all of those. We'll be tweeting about them all day. You follow me at twitter.com slash austin underscore walker. Where can people find you, Danielle? At the one prey fan, uh, at Danielle Ara. Wow, yeah, we used to be two, and then. Sorry, Rob's I'm the last one. I'm the last one standing. Like it's fine. Point four, one point four. Oh, thank you. Point five. Point five. I liked that game, Patrick Klepek at Patrick Klepek. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's Talk right, right? Yes. Rob Zachney. It was <laughs> an aesthetic <laughs> choice as much as a moral one. At Rob Zachney <laughs> on Twitter. Follow everything we do. Twitter.com slash waypoint. Facebook.com slash waypoint. At scoops. You should get some ice cream. We're going to go with some ice cream tomorrow. That sounds Chinatown good. Scoops. Chinatown scoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us right here on Periscope also. Make sure you get those notifications. Uh, we'll be back. Also, go listen to the full podcast version of this. We should just record that other thing we on our court tomorrow. Dude, you were not doing it tonight. I don't oh. have the energy. <laughs> Me either. I won't make it. Uh, all right. So we'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, uh, shout out to both of us. Who's track? Miss you off the BP panel machine. Waypoint us slash B-O-E-N. Be good and be good at it and play Prey. It's so great. 40 bucks, 20 bucks if just want to play Prey. Yeah. Peace. Take me home. <laughs> Country Rose. I belong. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.